0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Archive Panic. I'm your host Ben Niven. Hey boys, it's uh, it's me again, Jacob. <laughs> you sounded like you were about to start an apology video that day. I was just like, hey guys. Look, I don't know what you've heard,
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I want to get out in front of it. <laughs> nah, I haven't done anything the shady. The bus was on fire before I got there. Anyway. <laughs> I haven't done anything shady. In a while. So. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I was like, mate, I fucking know you. So. I was there for half it. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, well. Uh, but yeah, another
0: episode of Archive Panic Bros. So. Yes, mm. here we fucking go. My voice is significantly less fucked than it was last time we done this. Hell yeah, hell yeah. But what are we talking about today? We are talking about Wes Craven's 1981 movie, Deadly Blessing.
1: Hell yeah, we're back to our regular programming. Uh after our Christmas and New Year's. So back to the West Craven and then uh, back to Marvel. So that'll be fun.
0: Yeah, it will be, yeah.
1: But uh, before we get into this movie, um, what have you been up to?
0: Just recovering mostly, I'll be honest with you. I've been. <laughs> mm. I've been. Tra- no, you know what I've been doing? I have been playing a shit ton of The Witcher 3 because I have played that game so many times, but I have never actually finished it. Like, I, yeah. keep, I keep getting... Well, it's like one specific point. I don't want to spoil it because I know it's a game that you want to play eventually as well.
1: You say play eventually. I have played a little bit of it. but I like know it's, it's a game uh, you want to beat
0: eventually as well. Yeah. But there's like a point in the game uh, and it's like... It's, it's pretty close to the fucking end game, right? It's in Skellige. The, like, second or third time you go there. Mm. And there's this big fuck-off bit where you need to, like, sail across like a solid 2,000 yards... Of just open ocean uh, to get to where you need to go, and I do that bit, and then inevitably I lose interest almost every single time. (laughs) And it's like it's it's the most it's like proper like high drama shits hitting the fan. Everything's ready to go every single time. I'm just like, yep, okay, that's me done. I'm I'm satisfied. That's a Uh, good ending to this game.
1: Yeah. uh, About yourself,
0: have you managed to have you managed to escape the Yakuza franchise yet? Are you still? You're still going on with Lost Judgment.
1: Right. So, <laughs> so uh, I finished the main story of Lost Judgment. For those who don't know, I've been playing the Yakuza, Like a Dragon games, whatever you want to fucking call them, and their spin-offs for the most part, for the better part of a year. I think I started this in like April, May time. You, you know?
0: started this shortly after we started the show. So, it would be about kind of...
1: Well, yeah, whatever. But so I, yeah. I, I, finished the main story of Lost Judgment. I decided that I just couldn't be fucked doing the, the, the one of the main side things with the school because after a while it just got to be, not boring, but I was just sitting there. It's like I'm playing this to chill. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I'd rather just do the main story. So I finished the main story. Very good game. Uh, I need to do the the DLC where you're playing as uh, what's his name, Kaito. Um,
0: and I want that I, the guy from Lake of Dragon.
1: No, he's uh, Ichiban. No, Kaito doesn't is, he turn up in the games though? No, Kaito is just Yagami. Yagami's the main guy in the Judgment games. No, Kai- Kaito is Yagami's partner in the Judgment games. But um, I, I was
0: under the impression that the guy from Like a Dragon does show up at some point. No, so there Judgment is a World. there is
1: a character from Like a Dragon that does turn up in it, but it's not right. Him. He, he, he but doesn't it's, do it's anything. He's not the main guy. Yeah, and he doesn't right. do anything. He's just sitting there cooking. So you know. Um, but once I once I finish the DLC I'm going to move on to that um, Ishin game you know the weird samurai one that they did yeah yeah and then once I've finished with that
0: it's the man without a name
1: well yes but once i finish with that that's me done because I'm not I, I need to, I've got a massive backlog of video games I need to finish so I'm not going to buy anything new until that's done so after I finished this massive backlog. I will eventually get the most recent two Yakuza games. And that's a series that seems to be, you know, one a that year. Is,
0: that thing is intent on going on forever.
1: Yes, so oh, fuck it. But so I've been doing that. Uh, if, you've, if you're if you a part of the Discord, you will have seen some of the pictures I've put up of that game. Um,
0: it's fucking weird, man. <laughs> like, it's, yeah. it is like kind of the perfect Yakuza brand of weirdness, right? But for some reason, I didn't expect that coming from judgment because to my knowledge... Those games are significantly darker. I mean, the, than I mean the Yacht's the game, mainline games. The
1: mainline Yakuza yeah, the games are darker themselves. It's always just the fucking side stuff. The sub stories, you know.
0: yeah. Um, but like to my knowledge, even like the first Judgment game didn't really have many of those mental side stories. No, yeah, it did. To my knowledge, it did. It did. Did it have quite uh-huh. a few? Uh huh. Right. Okay.
1: But uh, you know, but it's a good game. Um. What else I've been doing? Been uh, listening to a lot of hardcore. <laughs> I don't know where. Yeah, that, fucking why? I don't know where that came from. It was just recommended on YouTube. So I was like, oh, fuck it. So I've been listening to bands like Brat and Gel and Gutter. Um, they're all.
0: I've been listening to Olivia Rodrigo. Mm,
1: fantastic, but you know, yeah. <laughs> I, by side of that, it's been a, it's been a, it's been a good week. I, I uh, uh, if you're on the Instagram, by the way. Like us on Instagram, join us on Instagram. You yes, archive uh,
0: underscore panic on Instagram. We're going to be getting a, a few new, a new posts coming up on there as we both work through our relative uh, backlogs of films that we have acquired over well, the yeah, years. I'll,
1: I'll show off some bullshit that I have, but I'll also talk about some movies I've just seen. But uh, but yeah, I, I uploaded a, a video that I was a part of. <laughs> Friend of the show Alice made when I was down there last, so yeah, uh, that was some good shit. Uh, I like the response that's seen so far. Friend of the uh, we we just got to call this person Friend of the Show Alice. It's just her name now.
0: Yeah, that's that's her full name now. It's like Maps of the Stars, Eddie, and Escape from mm-hmm. LA. Friend like of the show. Like her full Alice. name is Friend of the Show Alice.
1: But no, she's she's happy with the reception that got. So yeah, know, yeah, she's she's happy with that. I'm glad to hear um, that. But yeah, so I did that video, and what else? Oh yeah, my my <laughs> It's been a good week. I did that video and then uh, both my NFL teams are in the playoffs. So know. Oh yeah. Uh Packers are advancing to beat the fucking Cowboys. Get go fuck yourselves, America's team. <laughs> fuck them boys. Uh No, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Because cowboys call themselves damn boys.
0: I okay, good. Because for a split second there, <laughs> that sounded fucking dodgy. Mm. But you know, <laughs> it's a good, it's a good fucking week. Fuck them men. It's it's also
1: <laughs> it's also a good fucking week when your backup team is actually doing better than your fucking main team. My backup team, the Ravens, are number one seed, so they're on a fucking bye week, so they didn't even have to play this week.
0: They're on a what?
1: A bye week. What the fuck does that mean? Basically, if you're like one and two. Um, you don't have to play until oh. like the you know second round or whatever so it's all
0: good shit. I thought it meant you had to play two teams from two different divisions but you have just as good a time with both and you decide that you know well, moving forward that joke doesn't even that joke
1: doesn't even work in the, in, in the NFL because there's four divisions So I don't give a fuck I <laughs> <laughs> that it doesn't work
0: I'm making a joke and I'm happy about it so you know go fuck yourself fuck you but uh, you know yeah
1: good week good week then I watched this movie <laughs> actually I quite like this movie so
0: (sighs) that's fucking movie
1: this is a movie right now this is a movie before we get right into it this is a movie that uh, um, you often hear of films getting ruined by the last five minutes by the last uh, by the ending this is one of those movies.
0: Oh yeah, big <laughs> time. This is one of those movies. But, it's the, time.
1: but for the most part, I like this. But yeah, as we said, we're doing a deadly blessing. We're continuing our Wes Craven uh, filmography. Yes, this um, is
0: his third film. Yes. Uh, released four years after uh, The Hills Have Ice. Now
1: you may be wondering, what the fuck was he doing? He was actually doing TV movies at that point. And yeah, I know we did uh, a couple of John Carpenter TV movies, but uh, you know, it was our show, Go Fuck Yourself. We're, <laughs> we're, not, we're not doing Wes Craven right, ones. To,
0: to, to give... Uh, a brief kind of reasoning as to why we're not doing. The
1: reasoning those. is I couldn't. I, I, I just couldn't find them. <laughs> so that if I find them, it, yes. if I find them, we might do them somewhere down the line.
0: But I couldn't. I couldn't. So there's there's that element of it as well. But the main reason for me, at least, is that they're just not that interesting. To talk about, like, yeah, we did a couple of TV movies from Carpenter, but the ones that we did discuss had some kind of merit to them, where it was like, okay, this is interesting because it leads into, like, with Someone's Watching Me, the reason we covered that, it's even though like it was a, a TV it's, movie, yeah, it's like a dry because run for it's a dry run for Halloween.
1: And Body Bags, you know, it's and got it's really Toby Hooper there as well. So <laughs> Body
0: Bags was interesting because it was our first anthology movie we'd ever covered, and I mean just fucking look at John Carpenter in that movie, he's having a fucking blast. Yeah, so you know. so it's interesting to talk about. Whereas if you go to like Wes Craven stuff for the most part, it's neither it's neither great nor terrible. It's just kinda alright. And there's only so many times you can say that over the course of five, six episodes maybe. Yeah. Before it starts to take the piss a wee bit.
1: Yeah, but you know, uh, but this movie, I I like this movie for the most part. But yeah, Deadly Blessing, directed by Wes Craven, obviously. Uh, Written by Glenn M. Benest, Matthew Barr and Wes Craven. I get the feeling that that Benest and Barr wrote the majority of this and Craven just added a couple of things here and there. I got that kind of vibe Um, as well, that
0: Craven had very little to do with the writing of this movie.
1: This movie... um, I wonder if you know what I mean by this, but this movie, it feels like a seventies movie that just has a lot of 80s sensibilities in it. it. Feels like
0: a. I totally understand that. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's an interesting atmosphere. It's, this movie. Yeah, it's
0: it's hard to describe how. Can it? similar? It's a similar thing to when you go into like not that we're a fucking review show far from it, but uh, it's similar to when you're like reviewing games and trying to describe how like controls feel. <laughs> like trying to, de- trying to describe wow how... this feels
1: like a gen, gen, gen 6 games with yeah, like, funky controls to, yeah like trying to
0: describe how different eras of movie feel to watch and how they kind of sound and look and all the rest of it is a very difficult thing so the only I could think of to say would be to watch shit from the 70s watch shit from the 80s mm-hmm. and you'll get the idea of what those kind of things yeah, are yeah. but to kind of pinpoint what makes them that way is is very difficult and is made doubly difficult by films like this which kind of blend the two yeah, which this... I mean understandably so I mean it was released in 1981 right on the cusp but the vast majority of films that come out kind of in the beginning of it the beginning years of a decade you know 80, 81, 82 normally tend to feel more 70s than anything else Hell yeah. whereas this one kind of feels like a 50-50 shot mm-hmm. of 70s and 80s uh, filmmaking styles
1: yeah and uh, you know it's it's uh, Craven's first I wouldn't say big budget but big studio movie first studio uh, what, movie yeah. what would you say the budget was on this because I do have the...
0: it is a fair whack I'd say I, I don't know if it would be as high as a million but fuck it we'll say a mil so
1: I have here between 2.5 and 3 million alright All Right. box office
0: I, I mean it's Craven so I feel like he would have done well I don't See, this is the problem with dealing with films. Ages ago, I don't that came out like more than like fucking forty years ago now.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, I I've not heard, I hadn't heard anything about this film whatsoever yeah, until yeah. I watched it. Mm-hmm. So, like, try to guess how much it made. I mean, fuck knows, man. Like, we'll say it made its money back between two and three mil. Eight point three. Fucking hell. <laughs> so it made his money back and then some. I'd done
1: alright. Yeah, it did pretty good. So that's just, that was another reason where I was like, why the fuck haven't I heard this about this movie? Yeah, why the fuck is this not talking about? And it was anymore? when I was watching it, when I was watching it, I was like, why haven't I heard of this? Because this
0: is pretty good. But then the last two minutes hit. <laughs> yeah, no, but see, for me, it's more like, why the fuck haven't I heard of this, this movie? This is pretty good. And then the last two minutes hit, and I was like, why the fuck haven't I heard of this movie? Because this is like, so fucking good. And then literally, like, when he says the last two minutes, we're not we're not bullshitting you. It is literally the final two minutes of the movie that just throws everything that we've set forth up until this point out the fucking window, completely changes genre and just fucking bleh. And that's it. And then credits roll. Yeah,
1: yeah. And uh, that kind of goes into the, the IMDb score. What do you think the IMDb score for this was? Out of 10.
0: I'm gonna say a solid five, five point five. Oh, you cunt! Mm. <laughs> you absolutely cunt! Uh,
1: this one was a bit more surprising. Rotten Tomatoes, the critics' score percentage out of a hundred.
0: I feel like the critics would have liked this movie because there's a lot of kind of decent acting moments throughout it. So, mm. some really good cinematography as well. I don't know I'm gonna say more t- towards 60 percent. Thirty-three. Fuck me, really? And the audience score? I'll say sixty again.
1: 28.
0: Fuck off. (laughs) So people don't really seem to like this movie. Um, I mean, I get it because the ending fucks it, but to to rate it as low as that, to just completely disregard everything that came before.
1: I will say as well, maybe that comes into another point I was making earlier when we were talking about this, you know, off air. I was expecting a supernatural sort of possession movie. True. Because if you look so at the if poster... You look at,
0: if you look at the promotional material for this movie... Yeah, the poster and the... It kind of sets it up as this weird, like, religious... Almost like the omen, kind of, like... Yeah. Uh, like a possession story, this weird, religious, supernatural horror. Yeah,
1: instead
0: it's a kind it's of... It's a slasher. Yeah, it's a very... It's, it's, a... it's an early 80s slasher. And I mean that, in the like it is the prototypical slasher it was also you know in the fact that we don't know who the killer is until the last moment there's a big reveal it's a kind of it element and it's, there's like different animals giving you jump scales and all that kind of shit like it's got all the hallmarks of an early slasher movie don't expect any cool kills though it's yeah. mostly it's mostly just stabby stabby well that mostly that mostly came later when slashers became more kind of into like sort of exploit film territory
1: I don't know. Halloween had some pretty cool ones.
0: Halloween did have some pretty cool ones. But for the most part, when you're looking at these early slashers, like Texas Chainsaw and whatnot, the kills are somewhat, well interesting, they are kind of muted.
1: Mm. But yeah, let's uh, let's get into this. Uh, I wouldn't call it a pile of shit, but let's get into this uh, This movie. Let's
0: get into this. Wee doddashite. <laughs> we
1: doddashite. Let's get into this, Dingleberry. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. On the arsehole of a good movie. Yeah. Mm. <laughs>
0: Does that make the uh, what the right, okay? Anyway, <laughs> so the film starts with a series of still images of a kind of Amish-looking kind of community, set to some mad chanty music, like kind of Gregorian <laughs> chanting style kind of stuff, uh, which transitions to a score which wouldn't be out of place on Home of the Home on the Range. See, I thought it sounded uh, a lot initially. Like,
1: I thought a lot of it actually sounded like Hallmark movie type music. Yes, yeah. fucking nailed it. But it's uh, it's James Horner.
0: Yeah, fucking a legendary composer, yeah,
1: a Titanic man.
0: Yeah, t- Titanic man. You make it sound like he's just a fucking massive guy. <laughs> he's just—he's well a Titanic man. It's just like, boom, boom, boom. No, no, no. hes hes dead. No, no, he's dead. <laughs> he's dead. Yeah. He's—he's warm shit. Uh, so, hmm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> moving on. Good music, bro. <laughs> uh, we later learn that this Amish community is known as the Hittites, and so I'll be referring to them as that for the majority of this. Mm, episode
1: that comes from the bible it does come from the bible i can't remember who the fuck they were i think they were like the it's been a while since i've read the bible it's been a while i think they're like you know vague enemies of the you know the the egyptians or something i can't really remember but there there you go (laughs) that hates
0: i'm honestly surprised that you remembered that much like well done Mm. very well done (laughs)
1: Yeah. Your mother I've, would be proud. I have been to a, not an Amish community, but it was the Mennonites up in Canada. Yeah. That was pretty fun. they were just chilling. Like cool. And their buggies and shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They were nice. <laughs> South Dakota, when I was chilling about in South Dakota, there was a bunch of Amish people there too. So Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. To see them in the shopping mall, it was very strange. <laughs> <laughs> you're just cutting about and
0: then you're it's just like is that a fucking <laughs> Actually when I was on
1: my way here when I was on the bus I saw a pack of nuns, so <laughs>
0: Is that the term for a group of nuns, a pack? No, <laughs>
1: no, but, you know, they're all feral animals. What is, the ter- what is
0: the term for a for a group of nuns?
1: A uh, nunnery.
0: A nunnery of nuns? Yeah. Now, isn't that just where they stay?
1: No, that's a convent.
0: Oh. <laughs> no, I don't
1: know, but pack
0: of nuns. What do you call a group of penguins in? then? And we can just transfer that over to nuns. Cunts. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, penguins are great. <laughs> I don't know. But uh, yeah,
1: religious people. The heavy religious order. The, yes. Them and their big, pretty cool looking logo symbol that they have on their fucking yeah. barn. It looks like the it looks like the symbol from Far Cry five. It does, know. yeah.
0: Like, huh. yeah. <laughs> I'm sitting there just going, if I start here if I hear only you playing in the background, I'm off. <laughs> Where where's the bliss? Where's the bliss? Use <laughs> the bliss bullets, fucking. <laughs> that didn't that annoyed the fuck out of me in that game.
1: Mm.
0: And although it does have the best animal companions.
1: Well, All the Far Cry that I've played. Far Cry 6 has... Uh, has I've not of... played Far Cry 6 yet, though. You can get an alligator called El Gato, and it wears a T-shirt. And uh... What is
0: a t- What is An alligator in a T-shirt? Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. yeah. All right, then. <laughs> well, so we get a bit of narration telling us that a gruesome secret that has been protected for generations by the Hittite community.
2: oh
0: Uh, We then get a close-up in one of the Hittite lads, uh, played by Ernest... How do you pronounce his surname? Ernest Borgnine. Borgnine. Cabby from Escape from New York. He's back! Uh, He gives an absolute belter of a death stare uh, to the farmer in the neighbouring field, a man by the name of Jim Schmidt, played by Douglas Barr, uh, as he takes off in his tractor. Uh, Meanwhile, we see a young young woman, played by Lisa Hartman, painting a landscape uh, while... Our old pal Michael Berryman.
1: Fuck yeah, he's
0: the uh, uh, who we last talked about in the Hell's Have Eyes. He's the guy on the poster for all those films, despite the fact that his character has fuck all to do for the majority of the film.
1: Yeah, the the, the bald man. Yes, <laughs> I was going to I was going to call him the weird looking bald guy, but you
0: know, yeah. I'm pretty sure that's what it says on his CV. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Berryman. Michael Berryman, weird looking bald guy. Yeah. <laughs> Michael Berryman, who the fuck's oh.
1: That guy. You're
0: hired. Right? The principal the principle
1: from the I Wanna Rock video. Oh, shit, yeah, so it was. <laughs> yeah.
0: well, it's, uh, uh, Michael Berryman sneaks up behind her, grabs her paint and breaks it, uh, while the woman, who we find out is called Faith, hurls insults at him, uh, calling him a big country hick bastard and all this kind of stuff. The man, who Faith refers to as glunts, then calls her an incubus. Faith replies by throwing out a slur and running away. <laughs> uh, <laughs> A slur about his mental
1: faculties Yes, moving on
0: <laughs> Glunch chases her, calling her Serpent of the Incubus mm. The chase leads them to the farmer, or who I mentioned earlier, Jim Schmidt who, who gets off his track, actor, and attempts to de-escalate the situation Telling William to get back where he belongs Saying, you're going to be in trouble with Isaiah what a fucking name that Get is, Isaiah.
1: Get back to where you belong. He's he's going to, well, if he did die, he was going to fit in well. with. The, he's going to send him to ice. The anti- <laughs> yeah, yeah. Him. Yeah. Isaiah, Isaiah's a book in the Bible as well, I think.
0: Yeah. I don't know.
1: <laughs> Maybe uh, the Book of Mormon, so I can't remember. <laughs> William
0: leaves, just his face mother, played by uh, Lewis Nettleton, enters the scene. Jim tries to defend William, saying that they never really hurt anyone, to which Faith's mother quite rightly replies, Tell that to Faith. <laughs> he just fucking chased her across a field, <laughs> ya <you> wee dick. What's <laughs> the matter with you. Uh, Jim then... Re- and asks face mother if she's still been doing the midwifing, as he might need her services soon. Revealing that his wife, write, who we saw earlier, says, is in fact pregnant. See, see, when he says like, oh, "I
1: might need your services soon," she kind of looks at him like she, like he insulted her. It sounded like uh, he was yeah, on, yeah. He's being like, "Yeah, I'm gonna plow you like right. I plowed my fields." So you know, was,
0: yeah, she's she gonna give him a look. He's just like, "You fucking what?" And <laughs> So like, he's
1: like, "Ah, oh, you are a midwife, right?" <laughs> yeah yeah
0: whatever who uh, he offers up congratulations and then says I hope it's a girl boys ain't nothing but trouble
1: mm, nothing but trouble that's a uh, really bad <laughs> Dan Aykroyd movie yeah, yeah it's movie fucking should, shite that we should probably do at some point
0: oh god no <laughs> uh, the interaction is cut short by William who's once again screaming incubus back at the hittite farm we see a young boy waving at Jim as he passes by on his tractor uh, an older man who looks like Abe Lincoln, <laughs> who we later learn as, in fact, Isaiah, grabs a young boy by the ear and says, we have no use for that kind of machinery, so do not covet what he has. He is dead.
1: Is he a young boy? Is he like fucking...
0: He looks very young but then we later on find out in the film that he's like fucking 25, 26 or something like pretty that. Sure like he's age like, with us. Pretty sure like, he's
1: also like 30, like mid-30s when he was making this or some shit. Yeah, but like the car- the
0: characters basically meant to be like same age as us essentially. It's like 28. Mm-hmm.
2: Like
0: 20. yeah, yeah. So later on that evening Jim brings the tractor back into the barn while William watches on from a nearby hiding spot. In the barn the word incubus is painted on the wall incubus. in the red paint. Don't make that the new evil. <laughs> no,
1: they just really nah they, they're just massive fans of uh
0: They're just massive fans of nineties funk. Yeah
1: they just like that they just like that drive song. song
0: yeah. You know? uh, Jim angrily paints over it with the same red paint, just going damn 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 with every stroke. Meanwhile, Faith then redoes her painting from earlier, which was destroyed by William, while her mother shouts her from the other side of the house. Louisa then walks into the room and, after a brief exchange, says, I think girls should paint their nails, not stuff like this. You sexist bitch. So fucking. So <laughs> fucking up with this character, man. It's weird. Anyway, Faith is unfazed by this as she tells her mum that her next painting is going to be her masterpiece. So, back at the Schmidt residence, Martha, Jim's wife, Gives him a present for giving her the best anniversary they've had so far. To which Jim replies, that's not surprising, given it's her first. <laughs> he opens the present to reveal that it's actually a scrapbook filled with pictures from their wedding day.
1: Oh, we're old history now. <laughs> Good dad joke.
0: Yeah. Uh, this lovely moment is interrupted by a POV shot from outside the house. Yeah, it is very halloween I can't, Don't do that, that's some ASMR bullshit.
1: <laughs> no, nah, if I wanted to do the ASMR Don't bullshit, you fucking dare. I would, have, I would have opened up the bottle of uh, Four Roses. With the, oh no, that is a fucking hell of a sound. <laughs> with, the, with the cork in it, you know. Just
0: that. For, that What a sound. Do what slowly, a sound.
1: Do it slowly, you get that weird
0: like... That weird squeak uh, just before, yeah. <laughs> yeah. In case you can't tell, we had a couple of whiskies before we recorded this. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: They were very nice. Mm-hmm.
0: So, as I said, in the POV shot from outside the house, accompanied by the same chanting from the opening credits. The sequence is intercut with a love scene between Martha and Jim.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of... a lot of ties in this movie.
0: Mostly from Martha.
1: Yeah, I was looking at this. I was like, was this one of these She gets naked
0: numerous times throughout this movie.
1: Yeah, I was looking at this. I was like, I was looking her up. I was like, is she like a Playboy person or something? No, she just her biggest claim to fame before this was that she was a a regular and fucking Battlestar Galactica so you know (laughs)
0: fair enough (laughs) so the unseen individual manages to get in the house through the front door where they make their way to the bedroom and see Jim and Martha making out in post-coital bliss Ah. yes isn't it lovely
1: yeah, I bet, I bet they're on the wet patch though, that's not good. Yeah that's,
0: <laughs> I know. Yeah, that's only, yeah, that's that's only a nice moment for like a solid five seconds and it's like, oh fuck, we need to change the sheets.
2: <sighs>
0: <laughs> so they then turn around and spot the photo album sitting on the couch. In the bedroom, Jim hears a dog barking and goes to investigate right as the intruder leaves the house.
1: That dog doesn't ever come back, does it?
0: No, no, you hear it barking in the background quite frequently.
1: Whose fucking dog is that?
0: I think it's the German Shepherd that you see later on in the film.
1: Well, <laughs> alright, yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> we'll get to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, oh, Jim goes out to the port. Just as he turns, goes out to the ports to investigate further. Just as he turns to go back into the house, he hears his tractor starting up in the barn. He opens the barn door, walks in, turns off the tractor, and looks around in silence.
1: Motherfucker, if you hear like your fucking bar uh, your your tractor like you know turning on, you don't know who's turned that shit on. Just let it run until the morning, right? It'll go it'll go off. You'll ruin your murderer's plans. Do you know
0: the fucking place of fuel?
1: In the eighties wasn't that bad. They fucking drove They're from new LA. farmers. And they, yeah, but you get some folk that drove from LA to what we assume is Texas. I don't know. Uh, I think the fuel situation was fine. <laughs> Ah, fuck that. (laughs) (laughs) Just let it run, and then your murderer's plans will be thwarted just by you standing on your fucking porch, you know?
0: True, but then you just get stabbed.
1: That's actually kind of a better death than what you got, to be honest. Quicker.
0: True. So, he notices that some of the chickens have gotten out of the coop. Just as he investigates the coop, the tractor starts up again. Jim then stands directly in front of the tractor... Farmer Looking Vin- right into the fucking heat lights to try and see who's messing with them. It's you! It's you! Silhouette, because there's a light shining right in my fucking eyes. It's Jim, far- you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> it's Farmer Vincent, he's back. <laughs> Why the fuck?
1: Did- <laughs> They're both selling farms, bruh. I'm just putting them together. Uh. Takes all kinds of critters to make Farmer Vincent's fritters. <laughs> Listen to our previous episode of Motel Hell.
0: That was a good one, actually. It I'll say was, that. Yeah, yeah, it was good. So, <laughs> the tractor then rolls forward, knocking him down and crushing him to death. Yep. Back in the house, Martha wakes up and notices that Jim is gone. Uh. She looks for him in the barn, and unfortunately for her, she finds him. <laughs> we then cut that, that. I don't know if this was supposed to be funny. This, okay. this, this editing thing, right? Right. <laughs> but it's literally just a smash cut to Dart hitting the top of the coffin. And <laughs> I don't know why, but it's something about going from this deeply emotional, like really kind of powerful moment know. to just. Do you <laughs> think the
1: coffin looked kind of small as well? Yeah, yeah. I think G- he- Jim's only five foot three. Yeah.
0: <laughs> He's a small boy. He's a short king. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm six foot five but I've been with my short king for eight years. <laughs> oh, <laughs> God damn. But um, Nah, this gravedigger guy, he's fucking great. He's like, she's, oh, yeah. she's standing phenomenal. there she's standing there just watching. He's like, uh, he's you like, don't hey, need to watch.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah like, you don't need to wait like the full fucking thing to which she says, I'll stay till you're through.
1: He was just politely trying to say,
0: can you fuck off? Yeah, man? yeah.
1: I'm trying to do my work. <laughs> he's
0: like, I'm I'm just, I'm just, I'm filling in a hole hen. Like there's no much... You- like, are you, are you enjoying this situation? Like, Do you want to st- fill in your hole? Fuck it. Aye. <laughs> Steady. Yeah. You don't hit on people at funerals. You date at the wake. Like, say... So <laughs> <Ooh. laughs> <laughs> yeah. That might be the scummiest fucking thing I've ever said. Uh, so, uh, a group of Hittites gather at the top of the... set. Mittery. they only do this for one of their kin one of whom is swinging a censer incense yeah it's called a censer is that what it's called that's what the actual like thing is yeah
1: I don't know I wasn't a papist I didn't do that shit <laughs> <laughs> the Mormons don't use incense we just we just sang badly yeah <laughs> drank water instead of wine yeah
0: Sing <sighs> pop goes to the weasel at the funeral just to shit people up <laughs> Everyone's staring at the coffin like fuck off then no surely no. Right.
1: <laughs> right it's not a Mormon funeral right but you see my brother's funeral was on April 1st so I was sitting there the ah! entire time just being like is this going to be a fucking joke? <laughs> is, this, <laughs> is he just going to pop it? Is he still is? <laughs> he, he, he didn't pop out. Oh,
0: no, he didn't. No. No. oh. <laughs> oh my god. So that. Undertaker says they usually don't do that. No, they usually only do that when one of their own under- dies.
1: This guy isn't an Undertaker, he he's says, just a grave
0: was, digger. Yeah, was, he kin to, uh, was he kin to them? Talking about Jim and the Hittites. Uh, Martha then just mutters under her breath, kin, and then leaves the cemetery. As one of the Hittites says, the evil one is among us. Don't you fucking dare.
1: <laughs> I don't play among us, it's fine.
0: Cut to one. Oh no, I thought you were just going to go, Evil. <laughs>
1: Oh, Uh, different
0: wavelengths (laughs) I'm not the evil one is among us it's in the vents uh, we then cut to two women Lana and Vicky played by Sharon Stone and Susan Buckner respectively
1: Sharon Stone's first movie role she had a fucking acting coach on set this movie and you know uh, (laughs) I can tell
0: yeah and you know what? To be fair to Sharon Stone, there are plenty of moments throughout this film where she does do a really good she job. Does, she does, but fine. you can you can tell it's her first movie. She does fine. You can tell yeah. she's just starting out.
1: Yeah, I like Susan Buckner though; she's pretty cool. Uh,
0: apparently, Martha had told them both not to come, uh, but that didn't stop them as they make their way to see their friend in a
1: fucking red Ford Mustang. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> with the top down. Hell yeah! <laughs> I didn't know
0: I didn't know Mustang made a convertible. You can make anything convertible if you
1: put your mind to it
0: why am I just imagining you with a fucking saw just going
1: like here we go <laughs> <laughs> you ever seen a a Toyota Igo convertible <laughs> just
0: <laughs> just Jacob a Fiat Pinto and a rip saw going here we fucking go
1: <laughs> I mean you can get fucking convertible Fiat Five Hundreds for fuck's sakes
0: you can yeah
1: my fucking uncle's got a smart car and it's a convertible
0: piss off
1: yeah yeah what does it convert into a fucking briefcase the yeah, thing's no, tiny the roof just comes down <laughs> It's Pretty cool, <laughs> Jesus. Fuck, it's pretty
0: cool. Oh my god, anyway. Uh, Vicky asks, uh, So, who are these Hittites anyway? Are they Amish or what? To which Lana replies, No connection. According to Martha, the Hittites make the Amish look like swingers.
1: Well, I wonder what an Amish swing party looks like, you know? They don't have running water though, so well, maybe they do, but I don't know. I don't know what, they, what their genitals are gonna look like under all that fucking let's sweat, move under on. all that farm sweat.
0: Let's move on. <laughs> so uh, next, we see William leading a group of children to a barn. Uh, uh, I assume it's Martha <laughs> and Jim's barn.
1: Uh, really? That is <laughs> the dodgiest sentence I've ever said in my life. <laughs>
0: Michael Berryman's leading him to a
1: barn. Yeah. <laughs>
0: oh, but they're no. like, oh, whispering amongst them. And it's it's implied throughout this film. It's not implied. It's that, already stated. No, it's already that stated that William is essentially they, they, has the mind of a yeah, child. His
1: dad says that he's touched, so you know.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so he effectively has like the mind of a child and like hangs out with the kids and all that kind of stuff. Mm. And I'm pretty sure. So uh, when I say that, my, so when I say that William leads a bunch of kids to a barn, like, <laughs> and Martha even outright says that ooh. he's like,
1: oh, he's the big boy, isn't he? So, yeah, um, yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, he's be. <laughs> Him and a group of kids are going to the barn. He's not leading
0: them anywhere. They're just going. He does, (laughs) though. He's leading them because he's taking them there.
1: Was he? I thought it was the other wee kid. No, no, he's
0: taking them there. The group then sneak in through an open window. Uh, It's one of the kids dares him to go in. We then cut back to Martha, who's being dropped off at her home by Louisa. Martha notices that the window to her barn is wide open. Do will be
1: Louisa in this part as well? No, I'm going to have to try and word this very carefully. Um... She
0: does give off a vibe that she's kind of hitting on Martha. Yes, and it's, <laughs> you said it it's, a lot nicer than it, I was. It's going weird. To. <laughs> and, and Your not, husband just like, that It's weird. One because her husband just died, and two because the actress that plays Louisa, right, phenomenal actress, if, throughout the entirety of this film, she has a permanent psycho look about her eyes. Like it doesn't matter what she's saying. She looks like she's just about to fucking stick a knife in you. Like at yeah. any given moment, she would just be like, <laughs> "But like fucking, dude, that is it." At any given moment, yeah. You know, how some folks just have those eyes where they just look like they're going to fucking flip? Yeah, yeah. That permanently.
1: <laughs> yeah. Do you know? I've think, never, uh, I've never
0: seen that look on somebody permanently. But holy fuck, man! Every single shot in this film, she looks like she's a like a bow hair away for just losing it. So Martha notices that the window to her barn is wide open. Meanwhile, one of as the kids all kind of congregate around the kind of the blood of Jim, which is still sat there. And it's still wet. And it's still wet. How how fast
1: did it take them to bury this guy? Yeah. <laughs> did they bury him like Is this a spiritual successor to Motel Hell where they just bury folk? <laughs> I like just their men. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> I don't know. Like, did they have that funeral an hour after the body was found? <laughs> well, he's <laughs> like, dead. <laughs> just take one look at him, just going, he's fucked, right? <laughs> In the grunt. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's just the the coroner was due a lunch break. He's just one look at it, just look him up and down, just goes, he's dead. <laughs> All right? Right? that's a stiff and you ever, go. ever listen to, in the hole
1: <laughs> ever listen to the ballad of jimmy hendrix
0: oh what a fucking song he's cannot dead re- I cannot <laughs> recommend that song enough it's one of the best songs ever written
1: I've done a few of those
0: the ballad of jimmy hendrix yes. but who is it that sings it S.O.D.
1: the stormtroopers of death
0: the sto- oh no <laughs> I mean the album's called
1: speak english or die I mean why you...
0: <laughs> I rescind my recommendation no, the, whole
1: thing, the whole thing's a joke so.
0: I don't care it's a bad joke
1: was <laughs> <Who's> these <laughs> The main guy's Jewish. <laughs> oh, okay, <right>. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah.
0: meanwhile, the kids are kind of congregated around the small pool of blood and one of them dares William to touch it. He does so and just as he touches the blood, Martha throws the door open and begins looking for the intruders. Just picks up a
1: pitchfork. She's going to stab these motherfuckers. Oh, yeah. Uh,
0: most of the kids manage to escape through the window while William and a couple of stragglers attempt to hide in with the chickens. Bop, bop. We then get a classic fake-out jump-scare as Martha turns around to find herself face-to-face. We have two pals. William escapes through a small hatch in a chicken coop but leaves one of his shoes uh, behind.
1: We thought you heard us. Why didn't you call out? Why didn't you beep the horn?
0: Yeah, why didn't you do literally anything <laughs> hey, apart Martha? from fucking scare the shit out of the woman whose husband died yesterday?
1: <laughs> hey, Martha, would've been nice. but you know. She's
0: already fragile, you couple of bastards. Fucking... Right? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Ah, <laughs> oh, there's a bit, a bit late. There's a, there's a little bit later on that I want to point out as well. Where I'm like, why the fuck would you do that? But um,
0: we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Uh, I think I know what you're talking about. But we're uh, moving on. Uh, we actually later that night, Martha talks with her friends about the farm, revealing that Jim was once a Hittite himself. He was the first of the community to venture into the city, and Isaiah kicked him out of the family when he returned home alongside Martha, calling right? Martha. An incubus. I
1: don't know, right? I, but uh, part of me wants to see the the 1980s rom-com that is Amish boy, out boy, in big city, meeting girl, <laughs> then eventually getting married. Part of me wants to see that, and I don't know why. Just get Penny.
0: And not just, just American crocodile Dundee.
1: No, because he's not Amish. He's just a Australian. Yeah, but, he, <laughs> yeah, but
0: he's from the yeah, but he specifically he's like from the outback. I don't know. So he's like, you know like survivalist and all this kind of stuff just
1: get Penny Marshall to direct it; it'll be fine so, yeah. or whoever did fucking was it her that did um, you know uh, those Tom Hanks Meg Ryan movies I don't fucking know yeah, just get her to do it it'll be fine
0: get Judd Apatow to do it get, turn it into a fucking comedy god don't
1: get Judd Apatow his <laughs> movies are terrible oh come on four year old virgin's good that's about it Bridesmaids yeah. was that him? yeah okay or was that not Paul Feig
0: oh no wait yeah that was fig, yeah
1: no if Judd Apatow does it it's going to be two and a half hours long where it doesn't need to be oh yeah <laughs> no, he's, the, he has bad for that and he's going to do that whole thing that Seth Rogen does where they just explain everything that's happening It was like oh oh I'm on the ground oh oh all the cum is on me oh my god yeah, it's all yeah. over me fuck Judd Apatow anyways <laughs> deadly blessing
0: so uh <laughs> where was I alright So Martha then asks her friends to stay with her for a week if they can.
1: Oh, you're putting me out there, Martha, you know. (laughs) I've only got enough clothes for two days. (laughs) A fucking week. What is there to do around here? There's no fucking TV. You said that there's no power lines, but it doesn't make sense because there's fucking electricity in this house.
0: Aye. So anyway, William returns to the Hittite farm late at night and is berated by his father for losing his shoe.
1: You know how much shoes cost?
0: (laughs) Yeah. And he's then sent to go back and find it.
1: Well, but uh, I got a cut in the mud. There's no mud in your shoe, boy. (laughs) Yeah, and he
0: specifically says, like, the sin of lying. Do you know the wages of sin? That's a line that goes unnecessarily hard. The wages of sin. The wages of sin. So in 7.25 an hour. (laughs) There's a
1: a bit later on where fucking Isaiah says that. He's like, the wages of sin is death. It it comes back, yeah. (laughs) Like, oh, fuck.
0: (laughs) So did his father just threaten to fucking kill him? No,
1: I think it was just like...
0: So Because anyway, we, Mar- we used to get told <laughs> that
1: as well. It's just, it's just, you know, death in the eyes of God, you know. So it's ah, right, it's okay. fine, it's fine.
0: So, <laughs> Spiritual death. <laughs> right. So back at Martha's house, uh, William watches from a nearby tree while Lana paces across the balcony before returning to her room and pouring herself a shot a good old booze.
1: Oh, hell yeah. I was doing the same when I was watching this.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, she then lies down and sees a big fuck-off tarantula crawling across the ceiling. You, now, listen, I'm no, I'm no expert, right? But I'm pretty sure tarantulas don't just fucking cut a boot in Texas.
1: Are tarantulas is a rainforest. Spider? Or in
0: America in general, I should say. I don't actually know where this from at. Are they, are they like a rainforest
1: mm. spider? Are they like South American? I don't know. I'm pretty sure they are. Oh, eh, whatever. Spider. Big spider.
0: And then so he... Outside the house, William is making his way back from the chicken coop with his shoe in his hand. Put the shoe on. But it's, Yeah, no. Fucking wear it.
1: <laughs> Put the shoe on.
0: The fuck? <laughs> There is something inherently funny about somebody with one shoe on, holding the other shoe, and just walking. Up ah, big shoe! Big, <laughs> shoe! <laughs> big shoe! big shoe! Big shoe!
1: Big <laughs> shoe! Oh, people, these people don't understand. Uh, Scottish Twitter. <laughs> nah, that was Vine, dude. That was Vine. Was it Vine? Yeah. Uh, no. Yeah, it's Scottish Mate, Vines. Are... It's just us laughing at... It's just all us people laughing at junkies. Pretty
0: much. <laughs> Mate, that's a bonk machine. <laughs> that's a bonk machine, no offence no, wait, I would that's, either no, no that's a fence No, uh, not
1: a bunk machine that's a, that's
0: it's a, that's a fence no not a bunk machine that's a fence mm. fucking bunk aye anyway hey, so outside the house William is making his way back from the chicken coop where his shoe is on where again is fucking brilliant just one big shoe <laughs> where are the shoes? <laughs> when one of the lights in the house suddenly turns on he goes he to he turns to and the, he gets turned on he, yeah he goes to spy through the window and sees Martha changing into her pyjamas and you see everything more or less, yeah. It's a gratuitous shot. Yeah. Uh, he then looks Ooh, down AC's horror movies. He then looks down through the window and sees what looks like a leather sheath, like for a knife. Just as William reaches out to the window, he's stabbed in the back by an unseen assailant. Now, I should mention this genuinely caught me off guard here, right? Because I was like a hundred percent sure he that was gonna be, be like front and centre maybe not necessarily the main bad guy but definitely a solid antagonist but no it's like I think this is what about ah like 25 minutes to a half hour into the movie something like that yeah he's gone and he's gone
1: uh, you know Martha gets naked a lot in this movie and even when she's wearing clothes she's fucking naked because I don't know if you noticed I did because you know ultra HD and all that shit Whenever she's fucking just wearing anything, you can just see her nips through everything, man. And I don't mean, like, just fucking stick like, poking out. Like, you can see
0: everything. It's very bizarre. (laughs) Wes Craven. Strange, man. Uh, So, (laughs) the score goes apeshit as the killer pulls the knife out of William's back and we get a right close-up of the knife being retracted from his back. Very giallo. Yeah. Uh, The score then calms down a bit and we get a POV shot as the killer watches Martha climb into bed. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, there's a moment here that I really want to point out from the actress who plays Martha a woman by the name of Marin Jensen this was her last movie I suppose her last movie unfortunately and not uh, that she
1: died or anything she just uh, she just stopped yeah no she got she got sick of something I can't remember what Aye. but she was uh, after this she was, um, set up her own makeup company and shit and she was uh, she was going out with uh, Don Henley from the Eagles for a bit so. nice there you go <laughs>
0: So uh, there's a f- fantastic bit of acting here from uh, Marin Jensen as before she goes into the bed she just stands beside it for a second and just looks at the empty bed. Ooh. And it's just it's it's less than a second of screen time but it tells you so much about what the character's thinking, how they're feeling, what they're kind of going to be going through throughout the majority of this movie. It's just it's such a small moment, but fuck me, it works so goddamn well. Should have done it like that in the Simpsons, where I had just, to uh, I had to point it out. It was incredible.
1: Should have done it like in the Simpsons, where there's just the outline.
0: Not <laughs> oh, you, <laughs> and just Ned to chalk Flanders' outline. bed. No, no,
1: no, 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 no. <laughs> Ned, uh, Ned Flanders, when, after his wife dies a few seasons later, wherever you see his bed and he's, there's still an outline there, and eventually they just move the sheets. <laughs> oh.
0: so, hmm. <laughs> so the next day, uh, Isaiah rolls up to the Schmidt house. In a horse carriage alongside Matthew, who is uh, William's father.
1: It's better if I speak to this one.
0: Yes. So Isaiah goes to knock the door, but Martha answers before he can. Uh, Isaiah gets about maybe two seconds into introducing himself before Matthew butts in and asks Martha if she's seen William anywhere. You see my boy! <laughs> my boy!
2: My boy! My boy!
0: She's... Uh, <laughs> I promised myself we wouldn't do that again. That is,
1: I mean, this fucking movie circles back to Pumpkinhead as well. One of the what was his name? That is a Pumpkinhead connection.
0: Jeff East, the
1: the, the Isaiah's other son. He's yeah. a he's in
0: Pumpkinhead, apparently.
1: <laughs> so you know.
0: <laughs> so uh, Matthew asks Martha if she's seen William anywhere as he hasn't come back home. Uh, Martha says that she hasn't seen him, but if she says if I find him, uh, I'll drive him back to you.
1: Ah, the incubus.
0: <laughs> yep Isaiah then leads Matthew away and whispers to him would you put your got, your son and her on godly machine to which quite rightly Matthew replies if it would bring him home <laughs> which again is this film's kind of like that right where it goes batshit mental for a few seconds and then within these moments there's these lovely within these kind of greater scenes there's these brilliant wee moments that if you stitch them all together would make a fucking absolutely incredible heartfelt film with like horror elements throughout it, regarding the the community and them being like kind of oh, fucking creepy and all that. Like the, there's so much potential for this film and for this idea.
1: I would say though, if this got remade, it would be a A twenty four slow burn shit, you know. Yeah, it yeah. would be, and it would, it would work. I say, so I, I, I well. say, I say shit. I don't mean like as a.
0: You say <laughs> that like you're talking shit, but you actually yeah. <laughs> you're saying that, and it's like you're actually a big fan of A twenty four.
1: I like them. Yeah, I like, yeah. I like some of them.
0: Uh, said if it would bring him home, to which Isaiah replies, she is with Incubus. She could not speak the truth if she knew it.
1: <laughs> Silly backwards people, don't you know
0: that Incubus are man-demons? So Mar- So Matthew waits by the wagon while Isaiah tells-, tells Martha that he is certain that his son would want his land to stay with his people. Martha replies by slamming the door in his fucking face.
1: What you want your answer right now? If you're so weird. <laughs> Doom. Uh,
0: Martha, Vicky, and Lana sit at the breakfast table while Lana tells them about a nightmare she had right. last night. This is
1: what I want to point out. Two things first before we get to this breakfast, right? Or well, one thing before I get to this breakfast. So Eris Borgnine, fucking great. I love him, right? John, uh, Wes Craven actually said in an interview that this was like his John Carpenter moment. So mm. John Carpenter has said that uh, the first big actor he worked with was Donald Pleasance. And that, you know. That intimidated them on the set of that because, you know, first big. Yeah, big Jewish, yeah. Uh, Ernest Borgnine was Wes Craven's first big, big actor. Big big name this actor, guy's yeah. won an Oscar, you know, so he's, he's sitting there being like, fuck, Ernest Borgnine, what do I do? But apparently they got on pretty well, so that's nice. But uh, but yeah, this breakfast scene. Fucking, uh, who's making the breakfast? Not Lana, the other one. Vicky. Vicky's
0: uh, putting oh. bacon on the plate. Yeah, she, and then she steals bacon from, Martha's plate. Martha's, Martha, no, from Martha's. Martha's plate scrans it and then puts it back yeah it's like fuck you <laughs> fuck you she's fragile I know you've made this bacon but you but, have
1: put two pieces of bacon on your plate and you've eaten one of mine give me one of yours dickhead you fucking cunt
0: you're in my house
1: you're in my house this is I, my bacon probably <laughs>
0: good point eh? <laughs> probably slaughtered the fucking pig herself considering how rude it is <laughs>
1: I bought this bacon with my own money. (laughs) Go fuck yourself, Vicky. Go home to LA.
0: (laughs) (laughs) This scene really got to you, I can tell. Yeah. You don't fuck about with food? No. So so Lana then tells him about the nightmare she had last night. A man with ashen grey skin came to our door and said her name real quiet. So she fired a big fucking cannon at the door. (laughs) And she starts talking about the dream as well. It's like, he said my name like a lover would. So she fired a big cannon at the door. And when the smoke cleared, the man was still there. Although he had changed into a spider and whispered her name again. But this time he was right in her face, whispering it as a lover would. Lana. (laughs) Fucking great creepy monologue for Sharon Stone, which is punctuated by Vicky, who says... We came here to cheer up Martha, not make her so depressed she wants to blow her brains out. Kim on, <laughs> makes me depressed. Cunts nick my bacon. You yeah we cunt. Okay. Vicky, you make me want to blow my brains out. That was my bacon. <laughs> Don't steal my breakfast, dickhead.
1: <laughs> when I die, I'm going to say it was because you stole my bacon.
0: I'm going to fucking haunt you. <laughs> Vicky opens so Vicky then opens up the curtains and all three women shite themselves Ah! as Faith has stood right outside and asked to come in having brought eggs would you like some eggs in this trying time (laughs) pretty much (laughs) that's exactly what she does I didn't even put that together but that's fucking spot on what she's doing here can I offer you
1: (laughs) Faith turns into Danny DeVito for a little bit (laughs) oh my
0: fuck I'm just imagining Danny DeVito in this film (laughs) So, uh, Martha introduces her friends to Faith. Uh, Lana asks Faith if she is a Hittite, but Faith proclaims her hatred for them. I hate them. We ain't even... Saying, we ain't even farmers. My mom's a waitress. She then says the Hittites have successfully ran everyone out of town, except from Faith, her mother, and now Martha. Uh, Faith then wanders around the house, kind of aimlessly, eventually finding herself in Martha's bedroom. I like
1: they say, they've ran everybody out of town. What fucking town?
0: I imagine it was like a series of farms.
1: Yeah, because you do see a town, but that's uh, but they say like, "Ah, oh, you fucking walk twenty miles here." Yeah, Something. yeah.
0: But uh so Faith just kind of wanders around the house aimlessly, eventually finding herself in Martha's bedroom.
1: I want to be in that I, bed, was what she's thinking. But...
0: Yeah, And then starts talking about a pet that she once lost in an attempt to kind of relate to Martha. Yeah. <laughs> I always like to lose a pro, husband. Pro tip here, Hen. That shit don't work, right? My fucking fish died. (laughs) My fish died, your husband died, we're the same. Did she
1: actually say what animal it was? Was it a fish? It
0: was a bird with a broken wing that she nursed back to health. Uh, After a very awkward exchange, Martha finally manages to guide Faith out of the bedroom. (laughs) Look how
1: Lana's just watching.
0: Yeah, we then cut to Vicky, who's out for a jog. After running into a couple of people through a jog, she... Then end comes face to face with an angry as fuck German Shepherd. Right? Now, this scene that I'm about to tell you about has absolutely no bearing on the plot whatsoever. It's this scene could be cut and nothing can change. No, no, However, no, no, no. it does contain Vicky pepper spraying a dog. Yeah, which Chekhov's
1: is... pepper spray.
0: Oh, yeah, I suppose, to show that it's there. Yeah. Chekhov's pepper spray! But yeah, so basically the dog starts barking at her. She freaks out. and It's like, hey it's okay. It's only me. The dog fucking leaps for her. Aye, it's only me, says the stranger to the dog. Aye, I know. <laughs> uh,
2: <laughs>
0: jumps over. She ducks out of the way. Turns around. Pepper sprays the poor wee bastard.
1: I'm not a four year old.
0: <laughs> now nah, you're thinking of pit bulls. I'm not a four year old. Uh, you're uh, not a pit bull. <laughs> you're not. No, sir. You're not an XL bully. So <laughs> get the fuck. <laughs>
1: <laughs> We're not a you're not an XL bully, and we aren't in a scheme in
0: Bradford. <laughs> <laughs> you have no power here. <laughs> <laughs> so Vicky then turns around to make her way back. She eventually runs into the young boy from the start of the film who can kind of waved at Jim. Young boy, of are the same age. It's <laughs> called John.
1: Yeah. Do you recognise this guy?
0: He introduces himself as John On Smith. Uh, Vicky asked him what he thought of Jim, prompting a very interesting line. Father shunned him. What my father says will always be law, but he was my brother.
1: Do you recognise this guy?
0: I, I didn't know.
1: He's, this is Jeff East. He's probably most famous for uh, playing a young Clark Kent in the Superman movie, the first one. Uh, right. What he didn't know, though, was they uh, got fucking... Um, oh shit what's his name the guy who plays Superman
0: Christopher Reeve
1: yeah they got Christopher Reeve to dub over his voice yeah (laughs) so he sees the movie and he's like that's not me (laughs) that's not me at all but yeah Jeff East this is uh, Clark Kent
0: yes this is young Clark Kent
1: (laughs) This is the only two things I've seen him in is this and Superman
0: (laughs) so uh, Vicky says she has to leave and John just, uh, just quite pointedly just says why because I'm a sweaty bitch <laughs> just
1: let me change it I've got sweat patches down my fucking cleavage and my underarms yeah. and there's probably some in between my legs as well can we, can we go fucking the
0: sweat's running down the crack of my ass let me go and fucking shower <laughs> you wee dick I'm right? not sure if I've pissed myself or this is sweat can I fucking <laughs> I'm dying here <laughs> I'm fucking dead not right? only
1: is this sweat from my run but also I also had a, a near had death a fight encounter with a, dog a and... near death encounter with a dog <laughs>
0: Can I go change? I might have pepper sprayed Fido, right? I might have just shat myself.
1: <laughs> <laughs> can I go home and change? Then we can sit on the grass and talk about shite. Mm. <laughs>
0: oh, so <sorry>, anyway <wait. laughs> I'm pretty sure I just shat myself. <laughs> oh, you can have some jokes just fucking catch you half guard, man. That was one of them, man. That was like a fucking right hook for hell. <laughs> fucking. Oh, So we cut to the two of them sitting together in an open field. Smelly bitch. Uh, Vicky says she feels like she's been through a time warp. Not that kind of time warp. Theatre kids, sit the fuck down. Uh, the, two m- the two seem to hit it off, uh, chatting away until Isaiah rolls up to scold John for not working. He gets right in between them. Yeah, he does, yeah. Uh, Vicky tries to introduce herself to Isaiah, to which he turns around, stares her dead in the eyes and says, We are the kindred of God, we have no business with the serpents. Uh, so Isaiah then sends John away, telling him, Your cousin is a sound woman. You are to shun the rest. a it. <laughs> Two films, both of which have incest in them. What in the sweet home Alabama bullshit is this?
1: Well, this is the more socially acceptable
0: form of incest. Get fucked! There is no socially acceptable form no, of I'm incest. You're I'm, a cunt. I'm not saying
1: I accept <laughs> it. I'm just saying it's socially acceptable. I'm not saying I accept it.
0: It's not socially acceptable Alabama either. disagrees. <laughs> Alabama can fucking do one. Roll Tide. Fuck the Tide. <laughs> Roll Tide. Meanwhile, Martha drives a tractor across the field with Lana supervising. Uh, they're forced to stop to make repairs, but the toolbox is back in the barn. Yeah, where is and it? Oh, Martha it in the- <laughs> is somewhat... Uh, Martha is a little bit hesitant to go back there, given what happened, so Lana offers to go and get oh, the for where farther. is it? Oh, it's in the
1: barn by the blood. <laughs> yeah. That's what you should have said. It's right
0: by the somehow still wet blood. <laughs>
1: <laughs> You'll know it when you see it. You might smell it first.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Wait until the height of the summer. That's going to turn into black pudding. <laughs> oh, God. Uh... Black Pudding has more stuff in it than just blood, by the way. It's very nice. I
1: had to explain Black Pudding and Haggis to a Brazilian person the other day. Well, I say the other day, the other week. <laughs> Last
0: month. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, it was December, you cunt. Time is weird. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Lana walks into the empty barn and grabs a toolbox. Just as she starts rummig- rummaging through the box, the barn door slams shut.
1: This is all pretty cool, actually. This oh, yeah, it's really... a great
0: sequence. Mm. Uh, she gets up. Goes, opens the door and then places a cinder block by the door to stop it from happening again sure enough she walks back in the barn and <coughs> door slams shut Lana assumes that Vicky is pulling a prank on her
1: Vicky you did this is funny this isn't funny <laughs> see even her friends see even Vicky's friends Friends think she's a cunt yeah
0: so. I know <laughs> like is it like door fucking slams after a cinder block who sees that and instantly she goes that cunt I know exactly who fucking As done Vicky. this that's Vicky that's fucking Vicky that wee bacon stealing bitch. I'll no forgive her. I'll no I'll never forgive her.
1: Right. Vicky the dicky. Vicky's a bit dicky.
0: Nah, nah, it doesn't know what that mate <laughs> Can I call it that?
1: Vicky's going to slip her oh, the I was Mickey. Gonna, I was
0: gonna... I was gonna say sticky, Vicky, but that's something entirely different. Uh, no, no, no,
1: not yet. <laughs> not, not yet. But yeah, you
0: know. <laughs> that's, that's a little later in the film. Uh, so, uh, Lana goes was to open a window, and then all that this I think like like the hatches, like the wooden kind of doors outside the window. I don't yeah. know how to describe them. They all fucking slam shut too. Well, the score ramps up in intensity. Yeah, they're storm hatches. Storm hatches. Thank you. Uh, Lana then starts calling out for Martha to no avail. She finds another door, but it's locked too. Eventually, she climbs up a ladder to the sort of top floor of the barn. Well, the top floor appears to be completely empty, except from a couple of jump-scare pigeons.
2: And
0: spiders. Yes. The main door to the barn opens slowly, and Lana walks f- toward what looks like a staircase that would bring her down, but, instead is, but the staircase is blocked by a massive spider's she web, and in the centre of it is... The tarantula. Yeah, she
1: walks into the spider's web as well. <laughs> She's like,
0: That happens a bit later. <laughs> uh, an unknown figure then jumps out at Lana, sending her tumbling through the spider's web and down the stairs. She sees the open barn door and smiles, but then looks down to see the spider crawling on her chest.
1: So Sharon Stone doesn't like spiders, apparently. I mean,
0: Fair enough. Who, who I does? mean, I, I, I love spiders, right? But I don't know if I would like them in that context.
1: So she didn't do this unless um, unless Wes Craven, Wes Craven it. Even done it as well. There was a bit later on where Wes Craven had to do it as well, but then um, she was still no. It needs to be defanged, so they did that too. So you know,
0: which is a, a very cruel thing to do to a spider. Yeah, I, sh- I should point out.
1: Apparently, there... the handler was just kind of like, "All right, <laughs> cool, it's, yeah, It's
0: fine." <laughs> but uh, she, he then kind of shakes the spider off her and stamps it out. Out, and then runs for the door. Just before she reaches the door, William's body drops down in front of her, wrapped and suspended in a rope. Yeah, Michael Barrowman.
2: Yeah.
0: The door then slams shut as Lana freaks the fuck out. <clears throat> we then cut to the Hittites as they carry William's body into the back of a carriage. The local police try to convince Isaiah to let them take the body away for autopsy to find out who killed William. we are not he let replies, you cut him with your knives. He replies, we know who killed... Eldo, your laws cannot crush the incubus. Ours can. (laughs) Isaiah and the Hattites then, piss off. Your laws cannot deal
1: with this 90s brand of funk music. Your laws are powerless.
0: (laughs) You can't handle the funk, right? You can't (laughs) handle this brand of 90s alt-rock. You can't handle the song Drive, even though it's been in like... 100 different movies
1: this album fungus among us
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs>
1: fucking incubus man uh.
0: <laughs> are they still doing shit yeah, yeah, yeah. mad yeah. Uh, the officer then tells Martha that she should probably leave town and warns her that he won't be able to make it to the farm in time to help saying if something happens I ain't gonna be here in time for nothing but clean up <laughs>
1: Or, you know, if we want to be more gothy, I guess, because this movie's kind of... It's well, kind of American gothic. We could go for the band Incubus Succubus. Yeah, okay. We, uh, we got a good song. I can't mm. remember what it's called right now, but it's good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, back in the house, Martha asked Lana what the other person in the band looked like. Lana, staring blankly into the abyss, they just says, the There was nobody there. Just me. Me thinks Lana is a wee bit traumatised. Just a wee bit. Just, just a little bit. Just just a little bit, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's got PT. Best thing to do is... She's got PT. We need to wait to the end of the movie until SD comes in. (laughs)
1: Mm, so we can give her an SD card. (laughs) (laughs) So what's the best idea? What's the best thing to do here? Leave her in the house and go to the fucking gas station. (laughs) Yeah. Uh,
0: So the following night, we get another POV shot as someone walks up to the Schmidt house. We see Martha getting ready to take a bath as an unseen intruder makes her way through the halls of the house. Now, I have a question here, right? With mm-hmm. regards to the bath here, right? How fucking hot is the water she's pouring into this fucking thing? I was going to ask you this. Because the entire fucking bathroom yeah, was, is I, covered in steam and fog. Yeah, I was right? going to ask you You this. can't see shit. So, how fuck, How the fuck when she steps into that bath is she not immediately just fucking cooked? Well, like,
1: yeah, I was going to ask you this because like, I have a shower in my house. You have a I, bath, right? It you, does
0: not... No, it... I would need to pour my fucking kettle into my bath to get it to fog up like that. Because
1: mm. <laughs> I was sitting there I was like, eh, if I think back to when I had a bath, <laughs> I don't remember the whole room fogging
0: up. I'm telling you right now, that <laughs> fucking, like, that water's still boiling. Like, that water's still going. There's still going to be fucking bubbles in there. She's going to come out of, like that scene for Halloween too. <laughs> she's,
1: made it, she's made her bath into a jacuzzi. I don't really
0: know. No, that's not, a, j- a jacuzzi's just fun jets. She's made her bath into a fucking pit of magma. Hmm. i know it just i got i get unnecessarily annoyed about small things right which is why i very rarely take my trousers off but we'll move on again she gets her titties
1: out once
0: again i we get some not so tasteful side boob and the full i would call it tasteful and, and, and her ass is full front and center i would call it tasteful it's not pornographic there is a straight up shot just of her ass it's not pornographic It's just an ass She's literally bent over in the shot like fucking neat. Sticking her ass out. Still not pornographic. I would say it is a little bit. All right, you prude. (laughs) So the intruder enters the bathroom. Uh, We then get a shot that is very reminiscent of Nightmare on Elm Street. Does this remind you of anything? Yeah. It's essentially the, the bath scene from Nightmare on Elm Street minus the glove. That's it. It's the exact shot. Uh, Martha then takes a wet towel and puts it on her face She hears the intruder's footsteps And assumes that it's either Lana or Vicky
1: If anybody needs to use the bathroom, just come in It's like, aye, I'm going to go into the bathroom Just take a massive fucking shite in there Aye, while
0: you're in the bath Uh. (laughs) So the intruder then leaves a bag of something in the bathroom
1: It's Jake the Snake Roberts
0: And by the time Martha takes the towel from her face And looks, they're gone The camera then tilts down To reveal a snake crawling across the floor The snake then climbs up and into the bath. Martha feels around for the bath, but instead finds a bar of soap, which she holds up to her face. You touch me there again, I'll scream. (laughs) And says that shit. (laughs) I'll be honest, that did get a laugh out of me. What was the
1: the bar of soap touching?
0: I don't know. Okay, and this is where we really get into Nightmare territory. where, Where the snake now replaces Freddy's glove in that shot as we see it rise up from the water. Martha then sees the snake, screams, runs out of the bathroom, and puts a towel on, and we don't see her putting a towel <laughs> on, runs out of the bathroom. We then see her running to the living room with a towel on, and grabs a poker from the fire, then runs back into the bathroom, and we hear her beat the shit out of the snake. <laughs> yeah, Lana's <why is> like, <laughs> I'm going to bed. <laughs> Lana and Vicky are visibly shaken by this, and Lana's just like, yep, I'm going to bed. Fuck this. <laughs> yeah. We then cut to the Hittites' church, where Can John just waits say, outside. I don't know,
1: I don't know why, right? But this entire time I was watching this movie, when Lana, as soon as Lana and Vicky and Martha were living in the same house, I was just sitting there, being like, you know, this just with minus all the the murder and the demonic shit, it just reminds me of when I used to live in the flat. Because at one invariably, whenever I was there, there was always at least one woman living there. So at one point, there was three. It was it was weird. <laughs> it was
0: it was full of just what do you have against women Jacob that it's weird
1: nothing I'm just saying it was that it was full <laughs> I'm of, it fucking was, with you it was full of screaming and fucking
0: <sighs> you can end the sentence there just <laughs> screaming and fucking <laughs>
1: it was just full of screaming it was it was it was great but you know not the screaming but the
0: <laughs> the second part <laughs> uh, <laughs>
1: I don't, um...
0: moving on uh, we cut to the Hittites church where John waits outside Well a meeting takes place within the church Uh, A young woman who we later find out is called Melissa. It's literally just their house. Oh, no, it is actually like a church. It's set when you go inside, it's like a church.
1: Yeah, but it's their house. That's how a lot of these people meet. They don't actually
0: have. Oh, right. They don't have churches. It will just be like a room and house. It's set. Okay, cool. Well, uh,. A young woman, who we later find out is called Melissa, tells John that he is expected to attend the meeting as he is now the eldest son.
1: Also, did you notice in this scene, Melissa, when she turns around to walk away, she almost goes face first into that fucking branch. I did see there. that, yeah. She <laughs> sidesteps that She's motherfucker. No,
0: you, can, you can almost see her just go, oh shit. Like, <laughs> oh fuck, I forgot about that. Oh, <laughs> well, we swap places. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we then see inside the church and the meeting is revealed to be a funeral for William, led by Isaiah. Now, Isaiah gives a, quite frankly, incredible speech, an absolutely awe-inspiring performance by Ernest Borgnine. Ernest Borgnine's good. As Isaiah tells whoever took William to the farm to come forward, saying, Lying is the sin of the serpent, and the wages of sin are death. One of the young boys, Leopold Smith, is called to step forward and kneel before Isaiah. Leopold confesses to going into the barn and daring William to go into the barn as well. Or,
1: he has to like fucking yeah. <laughs> same way
0: more say exactly what happened. Yeah. Isaiah then proceeds to beat the young boy with a cane. We never his see hand. the impact. What happens is we simply hear it and then see the reactions, or lack thereof, Wait, in some cases should, should, of the congregation. We should
1: confirm he's beating his hands. Yeah, he has later, on his he, hands, later on, later yeah. on, he does do a beating with the stick, but
0: yes, yeah. this, this is just the boy's hands. He's then while. He then finishes, and Isaiah says, "If thine eye offends thee, pluck it out. If thine th- hand offends thee, then in God's name, cut it off."
1: That's a Bible verse.
0: That is a verse. Yes. <laughs> we then cut to the next day. Martha and Vicky drive to the local gas station, and Martha tells Vicky that snakes coming into the house is not uncommon uh, Vicky, for this part of the country. Vicki
1: being a little bit of a bitch again, being like, "Hey, stretch, yeah, <laughs> fill it up with like, hey. Yeah. And then later on, um, what's her name? Martha says, oh yeah, you know, Bill. And she's like, oh, Stretch. He's like, no. No, Bill.
0: <laughs> I, don't, I can't remember his name as Bill, but yeah. You know. I don't know, but yeah. Uh, meanwhile, John and Melissa, who I need to remind you again, as his fucking cousin, uh, look through a catalogue for wedding dresses. Ooh. John then spots Vicky in the store and tells Melissa that he'll fetch the flower while she chooses a dress. John then goes to apologise for his family to Vicky. Vicky brazenly asks John out on a date, inviting him to see a movie. She says it's Lassie Meets Godzilla.
1: I was actually wondering what that would look like.
0: That's a five-second <laughs> film, my <I> guy. Squish.
1: <laughs> What's that, Lassie? Godzilla's fucking... It. It's destroying Tokyo. <laughs> ah. this, would he even know... Would he even understand the concept of a movie? Because he doesn't know what a time warp is.
0: He's un. Unfam- yeah, and he's unfamiliar with like, technology in general. So like, would he? Would he know
1: what a movie is? How did
0: he know to go to the cinema later on in the movie?
1: He probably right. He probably what? knows
0: right. Okay, cinema movies that they go. People talk. I hear people talking about them. But
1: he doesn't know what a movie is. But he knows yeah. where they're played. <laughs> it's like I don't know shit about jazz, but I know where to go find jazz in Glasgow.
0: True. Uh, Melissa sees John talking to Vicky, and he ch- and runs out. John chases her down, apologising the whole time. John swears that he'll never talk to Vicky again, saying it's just so hard waiting. <laughs> he then grabs Melissa by the face and kisses her. Uh, eventually, once Melissa comes to her senses after being essentially fucking attacked, uh pushes him off her and runs away, ripping off but a Melissa, section of her kind of hood and dress. But
1: Melissa, I'm just so horny. I need to fuck it's, it's too hard to work. Back win. at
0: the Schmidt residence, Martha sets a bunch of bottles and cans on top of a fence and then shows Vicky her new toy. A revolver. <laughs> Vicky attempts to shoot one of the bottles and is knocked on her ass by the recoil. Now, listen, right. It can happen. Do you, do you mind if I go on a gun nerd rant real quick?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's it's going to be a quick one, I promise uh, you. Okay. I promise you. Okay, right, cool. So, when Martha goes to... Seth reveals the gun to Vicky, she says, I told the I told some this guy about the snake, and he gave me this. So realistically, that thing should be loaded with snake shot. Which has fuck oil kick to it. But the gun should not go bang, it should go Like But but Ben. It should be the equivalent to firing a fucking airsoft gun. But Ben. They're in Texas. Oh, fuck. No, right enough. That's loaded. That's <laughs> fucking 357, man. They're, they're in Texas.
1: They, they need that shit.
0: That thing's chambered to kill a bear.
1: Okay. But, uh, but in all seriousness, in all seriousness, right? In all seriousness, the guy probably was like, oh, her husband just died. She's probably looking for some, like, fucking home self-defense, you know? Aye, aye. She, yeah. I'll, I'll give her a fucking
0: I'll gun. give her a fucking revolver, <laughs> yeah. Uh, there is, however, a complete lack of gun safety in this scene. Oh, hell yeah. As... Uh, uh, as Vicky goes, comes back from as uh, sorry. Martha starts to like takes aim while Vicky is still downrange Yeah, yeah. <laughs> With her finger on the trigger. <laughs> it's just. You know what, Vicky?
1: You stole my bacon. <laughs> you know
0: what? <laughs> you know what? Fuck it. Fire away, Martha. Fuck gun safety. Just fucking go for it. The, the bit that makes this particularly egregious to me, right, is there's a bit where Vicky's inspecting the gun. And just through inspecting it, accidentally the gun ends up pointing at Martha and Martha put, palms the gun down uh-huh. so that it's pointing to the ground. So she understands the principle.
1: <laughs> yeah, But it's Vicky, who gives a shit? Oh yeah, fuck us. And yeah, also just... Alana's like standing on the balcony, granted. On the
0: balcony, just down watching range. All <laughs> But downrange. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Still very
1: much at risk. Oh well, so this farm looks a lot like uh, my grand's farm, South Dakota. It's very bizarre. Mm-hmm. I was, I was looking at this, and I was like, "Hmm."
0: So Martha then takes aim at a paint can, which was apparently filled with red paint. As it fucking blows up, uh, <laughs> I was a well, very dramatic looking shot.
1: I, I, I just assumed it was because she was like, "A ah, paint can's about the size of a man's chest." So she, she does filled, say that, yeah. So she filled which it is full like,
0: of like fucking red paint, simulate blood. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking, it's a weird scene, man. Uh, Back at the Hittite farm, uh, Melissa storms home crying. (laughs) John comes home shortly after and Isaiah very quickly puts two and two together and orders John to join him in the barn, saying, "Neil." (laughs) To which John just goes, I'm fucking, I'm I'm called John, mate. Who the fuck's (laughs) Neil? (laughs) Uh, So uh, Isaiah begins to beat John, but John has had enough rises up and grabs the cane from his father, saying, no more, please. Go! <laughs> Isaiah then tells him to go! Go! And casts him out. You are a stench in the nostrils of God! <laughs> what a fucking line, by the way. Yeah, your brother will not look at you anymore. Your mother will not cook for you. That's fine. Your Mother's in, cooking you bound is to, just... Yeah, mother's cooking is hell He says, you are bound to hell just like your brother.
1: Uh, mother's cooking a slap anyway <laughs> <laughs> that she, motherfucker
0: put raisins in their fucking potato salad fuck that woman
1: all she <laughs> makes is grits uh, <laughs>
0: grits are good though uh,
1: the Fucking
0: grits are fucking some of good.
1: you Americans do some weird shit right you put like, you put, like carrots we can't
0: in. talk we eat fucking black pudding they put carrots and jelly what the fuck is wrong with you they put
1: marshmallows with their fucking sweet potatoes fuck off yeah is that a thing? Yeah. Explain yourself.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Fucking marshmallows with sweet potatoes. Ooh. Uh, cut to the Schmidt household. Martha, Lanny and Vicky sit. Lana? Lanny? Lenny? What? Lenny!
1: Uh, <laughs> they get the rabbits, George.
0: Lenny, my boy. Oh, we went two different directions. <laughs> Both of which really depressing, but still. Lenny my boy or tell me about the rabbits tell me about the rabbits Lenny shut the fuck up Lenny George <laughs> tell me about the, no tell me about the rabbits George
1: shut the fuck up Lenny I'm going to shit you in the back of the yeah.
0: head i <laughs> trying to fucking kill you you wee dick <laughs> you're shut making this more difficult than it needs to be shut the fuck up about rabbits you're going to make me greet you cunt fuck off John Malkovich <laughs> <laughs> how many people do you think have said that in their life got to be in the thousands got to be in the thousands amount of people that have just went
1: fuck off John Malkovich I don't know anyways let's go All
0: right. So we cut to the Schmidt household. Martha, Lana and Vicky sit in the living room while Vicky gets ready to leave. Suddenly, there's a knock at the door.
1: How many fucking copies of National Geographic can you read in this fucking house?
0: I don't know, but there's a lot of them. Uh, But there's a knock at the door and it turns out it's Louisa. Hey. uh, Faith's mother. Uh, Martha introduces her to Lana and invites her to join them. Uh, Louisa asks if any of them had seen Faith, to which Martha replies, Oh, she's been very generous with the eggs. (laughs)
1: <laughs> are you going through a trying time she only offers eggs yeah, during trying times <laughs>
0: uh, to which uh, Louisa says oh so that's where they went mm. with that again that fucking psycho look in her eyes I wanted
1: eggs yeah uh, Martha
0: then leaves <laughs> then it's like oh I'll, I'll go get them just leaves to go get the basket and Lana is left to make awkward conversation with Louisa uh, Louisa notices the gun and then just says oh I take it the sheriff's been useless then uh, she then goes in a short rant about the uselessness of men. Uh, then reveals that Faith's father left shortly after she was born, and drops this fucking gem: If Faith had been a boy, I think I'd have just stuck her in the river like a sack of kittens.
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah. Jesus fucking Christ! Sometimes back in the day, you couldn't take care of kittens, and shelters weren't the thing
0: like they are now. You had to get rid of them somehow. No, I I understand where the the thing comes from, right? But, like... I would have drowned my kid like a sack of kittens. (laughs) But, like, saying that... Like, I understand the concept and where the saying comes from. But saying that about your fucking kid...
1: My kid's an idiot. (laughs) What the fuck? Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. My kid's an idiot. She can uh, pour piss out of a boot ah. if the instructions written on the heel.
0: Oh yeah, Aye. uh Martha returns from the eggs, and Louisa gets a few digs in, and about Faith calling her an idiot and saying that uh, before leaving the house. Do you, think that, do you
1: think that was a hint at what's happening at the end?
0: I think it is. Yeah. So in town, John makes his way to the cinema for his date with Vicky.
1: I have a something about this. Go on. Right. So the movie right that's playing at the cinema is called uh, Summer of Fear. Yes. Right? That is one of the TV movies that Wes Craven directed, but *Summer Fear* also stars Jeff East. So, Jeff, oh. so he is going to. So he's.
0: So if he so went in thank there, go- so thank goodness he's late and doesn't catch the film. Because if he did, he would be watching himself. Doppelganger, doppelganger! Ah!
1: <laughs> freaking out and just like fucking run back to the the arms of the Hittites. Yes.
0: He yeah, assuming been. that he's seen a demon taking his own farm
1: Ah, yeah, yeah. He would. His mind would have been blown.
0: Yeah. Just like he's going to be
1: in five minutes in that car.
0: (laughs) Right. So, uh, he's a little late to catch the movie, but manages to meet Vicky and the pair go out for a walk. Back at the Schmidt house, another Elm Street shot as Lana lies in bed while the camera slowly rises up above her.
1: Full fucking sacrifice.
0: Oh yeah, fully. like The way she's lying is so unnatural. Uh, (laughs) Throwing hands down. We see a pair of ghostly hands hold her head in place as a voice whispers... Lana
1: so this is actually open the, uh, your mouth so this is actually the movie poster does
0: he say open your mouth or does he say lend me your mouth no he says open your mouth All right, I like he said lend me your mouth We're we like, then Let's. see a spider crawling on the ceiling above her oh, no, he, he the spider that. falls into her mouth and she then wakes up coughing
1: yeah but uh, you know not only does it say open your mouth He, he this is like wider, wider 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 and I was like okay how... Hmm. <laughs>
0: How much an ego do you have here, big man? All right, show off. <laughs> I only ever have to say it
1: once. <laughs> <sighs> ah. <laughs> but no, this spider, this was one of those ones where... Uh,
0: yes, yeah, so this is one of the instances where Wes Craven really stood up and was like, okay, tell you what, I know your shit for your spider. I'll do it as well, right? Yeah, this I'll do the, the same effect.
1: This was also the spider that got defanged. So. Which
0: is a, a right shame. It's a terrible thing to do to a spider. Because you're effectively kind of killing it.
1: Yeah, it's, it's... What do you call it? It's Handler was like, eh, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, also, but also
0: it was 81, so they didn't give a yeah. fuck. Yeah. But yeah, so she wakes up, cough. <coughs> I think Martha tries to uh comfort her. Eventually, though, uh, I forget her name, Lana. Eventually, Lana comes to the conclusion that Martha is just as scared as she is. She's saying, look, you're shaking. Martha says, no, it's just a draft. She got the and then she realises, "That shouldn't be a draft. She gets up from the couch and sees that every single window in the bedroom is now open. She goes round, closing them one at a time. Cut to John and Vicky who are listening to Rod Stewart's Maggie May" while driving down a dirt road in a Ford Mustang does with ever, John at the wheel.
1: Did you ever go to Maggie May's?
0: No, I can't say I did.
1: It was alright, but then it became like one of the... For those who don't know Maggie Mays is a It's a pub in Glasgow. And, yeah, a bar in the city centre of Glasgow. and It was fine until it was the... For some reason, it turned into the bar that all the, the Spice Boys would end up going to. Yeah,
0: they kind of took it over. <laughs> I, and it took, I have no the, idea why. <laughs> the, but, it, they kind of took it over and the vibe absolutely just fucking died. Didn't no. that close down recently as well?
1: I don't know. I have no idea.
0: Yeah, it's shite now but
1: this is the coolest thing that a Rod Stewart song has been in I suppose until uh, the revolting cocks covered one of his songs
0: yeah let's see so they're driving they nearly crash into a tree which is much Uh, better than a horse yeah Uh, while the car is stopped the two share a kiss we then cut to Melissa who wakes up and sits upright in her bed like a fucking shot and just goes John John I swear to I had to pause the film I was laughing so fucking hard like oh my god you have no idea how fucking stupid this is. like and again it's a smash cut to our scene like it's not like they like, layer one on top of the other, or kind of like dissolve one into the other to kind of give the idea that she, maybe she knows what's going on. No, it just smash cuts to her in bed. She full on, like Michael Myers, the undertaker, fucking sits up and it <laughs> yeah. in. She zooms, and it zooms in. She's
1: zooms in, zooms in as she sits up, it like.
0: zooms in as well as she does. Uh, it's just like this proper, like, dun, dun, dun. <laughs>
1: it's like the jaws like shot, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but now, this is where we learn that right. uh, she then
0: walks into the kitchen and grabs a knife.
1: Yeah, this it just gets out of, like, a fucking...
0: A weird-ass-looking drawer. Yeah. Special drawer for a special knife, I guess. Uh, so, back in the car, the two continue to make out while Melissa runs through the woods. So, the pair hears something out in the woods and John goes out to check. He goes back to the car after finding nothing. It's probably and, just a raccoon. And the two continue their make-out sesh, which is rudely interrupted by her unseen killer, who then adds the upholstery to their tally as they stab down into the fucking seat of the car.
1: Oh, yeah, James A. Janice would add that to his fucking...
0: Probably. Uh, yeah,
1: we, got, we got it after this movie. I, I, I did some
0: why did you, you make him sound like Butters from South Park? Because that's how I see him. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> the little goober.
0: Right. <laughs> John tries to protect Vicky, but is stabbed to death in the process. <sighs> the killer then starts emptying a jerry can on top of the car and lights it. Vicky tries to drive away, but gets stuck in a ditch. The trail of fire catches up to the vehicle and it explodes. I like our last words though. Oh my God! The <laughs> car just blows up. Yeah. That, would that work? No. Hmm. No, it would not. Unless you could some, unless you could somehow out get the trail to go into the fuel line.
1: So it needs to be the hose going into so, the fuel line.
0: Either some, either that going into the fuel line or what they do in Shutter Island where he like shoves the tie into hmm. the, yeah. the yeah. fuel and then sets it. That would effectively light it, but that in itself would only work if the car had a decent tank of gas in there.
1: This is a fucking ugly tie. <laughs> but, uh,
0: That's a great movie. I need to add that to the collection at some point.
1: Eighties movies, cars blown up. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, go for it.
0: So back at the house, Lana reassures Martha that Vicky will be back any moment now. Lana then goes to get Martha a snack from the kitchen As well as pour her a glass of milk
1: Yeah she wants a fucking peanut butter and jelly sandwich And a yeah. big glass of milk What is what, she fucking, fucking five? five?
0: <laughs> <laughs> How did we get the same age? That's mm. mad <laughs> Anyway So she goes to pour the glass of milk And blood flows from the carton <laughs> Lana promptly freaks the fuck out And Martha makes a poor attempt at comforting her Instead of giving her a wee hug And just go Stop it <laughs> Just fucking... just Stop yeah. it. Get
1: some help. Get a grip, pen. <laughs> <laughs> Remember what Michael Jordan said? <laughs>
0: uh, Martha then locks the front door and Lana starts talking about how death is after her. Uh, Martha goes to check the windows. She opens the door to the bedroom and a scarecrow pops out for a pretty great jump scare, I'm honest. Bye. She notices that the flower on the scarecrow's lapel is the same one that Jim was buried with.
1: I think uh, upon further review of it, though, I think it was actually not one he was buried with, but it was on like the reef that was left by the... Reef. Aye, aye, it was you part know.
0: of like the thing. So she visits the grave to find that it's been dug out. She then opens his coffin and a bunch of chickens jump out. Yeah, that's, that, that's chickens, mate. Well done. Uh, Martha gets back in her car and races back to of the house so Vase is back and finds herself at Faith's house house, and sees that the chicken coop there is almost completely empty she then enters Faith's kind of makes-shift studio that she's got put together to find a painting of herself in her wedding dress next to a faceless man and at the bottom of that picture is one of the photos from the photo album at the beginning of the movie I know she turns around and sees none other than her husband's body hung up behind her. He's
1: looking pretty good for being buried like... For being days, a corpse,
0: you know? yeah. <laughs> Outside, Melissa approaches the studio spouting scripture. Louisa so it, I don't then, think she's approaching the studio. I think she's I, approaching the house. house yeah. yeah. Spouting scripture. Louisa jumps out and grabs her. Martha then screams out for her to stop but is caught by Faith. It's essentially
1: says, a worst version of... It's essentially a bad version of the Exodus 3 jump scare. Kinda, you know, yeah. So.
0: And is caught by Faith, who says, "Can't let you go now, little bird,
1: little bird."
0: Martha manages to run away for a short while, while before, or Faith wrestles her to the ground. During the fight. Faith's shirt I've got it written here that it's ripped open, but it doesn't really. It so just gets, kind of falls.
1: yeah What What happens right is is Martha when she's on the ground, she picks up a rock and hits her in the side of the head. Yeah. Somehow again hitting Faith the side of the head falls to the ground. Somehow again hitting the side of the head undoes your undos buttons undoes all the buttons. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so you're like, and oh, our shirt, and our shirt is laid open to reveal that Faith for this time has been a man. you <gasps> can see here that she's got a big patch of chest hair Oh, I don't the, even as well as quite frankly a fucking killer set of abs like <laughs> yeah it is
1: weird. it's weird it's, it's a rubber suit right <laughs>
0: clearly it's like it's very clearly a rubber and suit and I'm not yeah.
1: entirely sure if that chest hair was actually like
0: on the suit or if it was just glued on
1: well here's the thing I don't know if it was actual hair or if it was just literally like a bit of like you know rubber <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> just just like Fucking, it looks strange, but it you does know. look real. And then yeah. she's so, her mum's just her mum scares uh, uh fucking uh Martha away just by
0: going ah yeah. ah ah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> it's fucking uh, great.
0: So Faith then said, "As to uh, Martha, I didn't, I didn't want to hurt you. I only hurt the ones that were keeping us apart." Melissa then cradles Faith as Faith says, "I tried to be a little girl. I tried so hard." Yeah, and if you're
1: anything like it, me now,
0: I'm. I'm not going to even attempt to get into the implications of this and what it means in terms of like you know, the social aspect of, of it and all that kind of stuff. We're just going to go with what they were saying what literally. I, <laughs> yes. What. I, what I will get into, however, is uh, if there are any sort of avid horror fans watching or listening to this show, you will no doubt be familiar with the film Sleepaway Camp, yeah. which came out two years after this one
1: yeah Robert Hiltzig's just watching with this with a very
0: similar twist
1: Robert Hiltzig's just watching this being like
0: ah I can do this I know but what... my
1: version will have cock just
0: like, <laughs> I know what's missing for this scene big old Bobby. <laughs> that's what we need and we'll end it right on that cock eh? no no they, they don't end it on that they end it on their face
1: no the camera keeps backing out
0: yeah no but the final freeze. I don't give a shit the face. film ends with the cock <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but you know it's gonna be the last shot of the movie Cock. Well, yeah, but if you're anything like it's just, it's a, it's just a worse version of cats. Cock.
1: But if you're anything like me and you're, and you're watching this movie, you'd be like, "Where the fuck did this come
0: from?" Yeah, because right, this throughout the film they are constantly referring to Faith as the incubus, which would be a nice hint considering that, at, in demonology, incubus are male, whereas succubus or succubi are female. However, they call everybody in this movie that they disagree with either Incubus or Serpent of the Incubus or something or other. Mm-hmm. If they'd made that distinction, it would have made for a better kind of twist. Yeah. There are hints within Faith's mother being saying some of the weird shit that she hits out with throughout the movie. But the problem there is that's so heavily overshadowed by the literal deaths that are happening throughout it mm-hmm. that it becomes almost inconsequential and there's so many batshit characters throughout this movie uh, particularly within the Hittites Isaiah is a standout that just say fucked up shit all the time Yeah, like if that it just kind of washes over you that Faith's mother is a fucking horrible man-hating cunt <laughs>
1: yeah if, if they as, yeah they call everybody an incubus right I could see it working kind of, we were kind of talking about this, where if they called other male characters an incubus, but then they also called Faith an incubus, you could be like, whoa, what the fuck's going on there?
0: Yes. If they had that element to it, then yeah. But they didn't. (laughs) But they don't. They just call everybody regardless of gender an incubus. And and Faith is
1: barely in this movie.
0: Yeah. She she has like three or four scenes at most. Right at the very start. Uh, A grand total of about, I think she's in the film for a grand total of about half hour, if even that. Uh, not even that. I would, uh, that she's was... got about. So she's got her scene at the start. Ten minutes, I would say. She's got the scene at she's the start. Got a where she's, at the start. she's got a... the bit where she's painting. She's got the bit where she's painting. The bit where she delivers the eggs. <laughs> delivers eggs. That's a solid two or and, three then scene and then this and then this. <laughs> That's it. So you know, uh, she's barely a presence in the movie to the point this... where I frequently forgot she was a character until she turned up. Yeah, and this this twist doesn't ruin it for me. This isn't the twist that ruins this movie. No, it's ironically not. As bad as this is, this isn't the bit that fucks up the movie. It could have been expanded on a bit better, but you know, this... and, aye, there's... And as I said, there's obviously like social elements of the implications of that, but neither myself nor Jacob are in any way, shape, or form qualified uh, to discuss uh, what this means. <laughs> So
1: No, instead we're going to talk about what's happening literally. We right? are just going to very
0: much lay out Faith's the plot mother, of the movie and move on.
1: Faith's mother, her husband left. She doesn't like men now. And uh, she turned to, She dressed her boy she as raised, a girl.
0: Yeah, and <laughs> raised her young boy as a girl.
1: Faith is. Hmm, I don't know what's the male equivalent of Faith. Um,
0: Keith. Keith. <laughs> yeah. Just Kaif. Keith with an Australian accent. Keith. oh no (laughs) so (coughs) Martha runs back to the house and cries out for Lana the two make their way downstairs and just as they're about to leave someone starts banging on the door Lana starts freaking out again and Martha slaps her. An absolute fucking peach by the way. Though, I, I know it's like I don't think it's accidental because she's freaking out and Martha slaps her. <laughs> I think it, I legit think this was a get yourself together. And she just didn't realise how hard she slapped her until feeling, Lana felt to the fucking grunt. I
1: get the feeling Martha just doesn't like any of her friends.
0: I mean neither do I, so I understand it.
1: But but I
0: mean I don't sorry, I should clarify. Neither do I like any of her friends. Mm. I like my friends. My friend, hi Jacob. Hello. Uh, but uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. I have multiple friends. Does, 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 does imaginary count?
1: I made friends with drugs. Fuck yeah! <laughs>
0: so I don't speak
1: to them anymore.
0: <laughs> that was so weirdly like poetic.
1: Jacob's a man of many (laughs) depths usually
0: jokes uh, then the individual behind the door fires what appears to be a shotgun through the door and starts trying to break in but Martha stops her by firing her gun blindly into the door Oscar Pistorius style there's a brief moment (laughs) (laughs) there's a brief moment there's a brief
1: moment where the door opens and Lana's dead body (laughs) (laughs) Uh, that was a
0: tragedy (laughs) Do you ever write something and then read it back and think, why the fuck did that? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, So there's a brief moment of rest before Faith crashes through a nearby window but once again is deterred by Martha with her gun who manages to get a shot off. Can it's just, unclear as to whether she shot her or not. Can I
1: just though. say, I fucking love, wait, this is the most, it's the stereotypical Magnum gun sound that you hear in like every fucking yeah yeah movie. the Dirty Harry gun is, sound
0: it is good sound design though
1: oh fuck I love it it's the Dirty Harry gun they use it in Death Wish as well it's fucking
0: fantastic yeah. <laughs> so uh Louisa finally manages to get the door open and tries to take out Martha with a shotgun she misses and Martha is able to run into the bedroom where she grabs a can of mace and sprays Louisa before the two who start fighting each other while wrecking the bedroom
1: Any Chekhov's
0: mace aye The fight is brought to a close by none other than Lana, who shoots and kills Louisa before she can hurt Martha any further.
1: And then she goes and cries on a bed. And right. can I just say, quite rightfully sure, she just killed someone. Yes, but can I just say, right? I've seen bits of Basic Instinct. Don't remember too much, but so the only films I really can picture Sharon Stone in is this and Casino. And she cries on a bed a lot in both of these movies. <laughs> so I just so I mean Sharon, I can relate. So Sharon, I can so, can Sharon, relate so Sharon Stone to me is just the the bed crier lady. So, <laughs> and you know she flashes her.
0: Moving on. Uh, (laughs) In that one movie. (laughs) So uh, Martha then walks through the house, noticing that there are small pools of blood uh, that have formed across the house, and this is when Faith emerges with a knife. Luckily for Martha, however, uh, the young uh, Hittite, Melissa, that was previously seen uh, fighting with Louisa, uh, has made her way to the house and stabs Faith in the back, ultimately. Did
1: you also notice that uh, as uh, Faith is lying dead, uh, she's now being played by a dude?
0: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh, She may not be so lucky, however, as Isaiah walks into the house and proclaims, the messenger of the incubus is dead. The next day, Lana gets ready to leave, while Martha decides to stay on the farm, saying, I've planted the seeds, I'm here now.
1: Yeah, he planted
0: a seed in me, huh? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> she goes back into... <laughs> Motherfucker. Like, she is pregnant. She has yeah. Uh, she goes back in the house and takes a moment to reflect on everything that just happened this to her. And this is where everything and goes down where... the drain. The moment is short-lived, however, as the room is plunged into darkness, and a vision of her dead husband appears before her, yeah. saying her name and then offering a warning. His ghost. Beware the incubus. Then he fades back away. The house rumbles and shakes and a massive creature bursts out from the floor, grabs Martha and drags her down below as the floorboards magically fall back into place. We then have one final shot of the house as the narrator from the beginning plays us out with what sounds like some quotes from, Releva- from Revelations, but don't quote me on that. Yeah, it sounds like bullshit. And then the film ends. <laughs> what the f-
1: where did that come from? So um, this ending was pushed on Wes Craven by the producers, and apparently he was not Very happy it. about yeah. it. Yeah. But can I just say as well, fucking Jim, shit job at warning her. He he tells her beware of the incubus. Then he disappears. Then and the, the incubus fucking comes thing, up. Yeah. Then the fucking thing just appears and takes her down. He could have told her like I don't know half an hour ago. Yeah. <laughs> or better yet, yeah, he could have just went get out. <laughs> <laughs> just move to the left slightly. Just fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: He comes back from the dead to tell her to do the fucking cha cha so slide to the left well, and be... now you're safe. Well no, 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 that works. That
1: works because DJ Casper did that song is dead now. So. Oh shit. <laughs> I did not know that. Uh, so that could have worked.
0: And now I'm a bit sad. But uh <laughs> But now he's lived up to his name. DJ Casper. Ka- oh you cunt! <laughs> <laughs> but no uh, like uh, so shit
1: job warning your wife yeah you dick <laughs> so yeah. and
0: yes that was deadly blessing mm. it's right this fucking movie is right it is far from the worst film I've ever had to watch for this show there are parts of it that I really fucking enjoy the whole idea of the like the Puritan in society with the Hittites kinda of coming down and like the idea of there being like a kinda of, like a possession or some shit among their ranks is really fucking cool. Uh however, that's not what happens in this movie. So I can't rate the film for what doesn't happen in it. Yeah. What does happen is a woman loses her husband and then is terrorized by a seemingly unknown entity for ages, and what does happen is a fairly by the number slasher, if not for some standout performances from certain members of the cast and an absolutely batshit insane ending.
1: Mm hmm. Yeah, well. This movie is one of these movies I like to you know I, sometimes I I just like watching this type of movie. The movies that have potential. Yes. <laughs> so like
0: I was I was thinking about this so I was like, like how, would, how how would you make this how would you make this movie better?
1: Uh, I don't know if it would be better, but I would make this movie like um so if you want if they so if I was making this movie if the producers wanted the fucking incubus to be a real thing, I would have made it Maybe not real from the start, but like yeah. hint that it's there. Put more em- emphasis on this mystical cursed place because they do say that the farm is cursed, right? Yeah, right at the start. Put uh, put more of an emphasis on that. Have the Hittites being this sort of like, uh, you know, they're 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 guarding this place, like yeah, they're, yeah, They're they're protecting this place so nobody falls prey to the the incubus. You know, uh, make it kind of like a Prince of Darkness type thing where the thing's there. It's clear is real. You know. That sort of shit. But just no
0: one knows what the fuck it is. Uh,
1: And then all these murders that are happening, that Faith is doing, has awakened the incubus, you know? And uh, I would do something like that. Uh, Not necessarily make it any better, but, you know, make it more interesting for me. Not to say that I didn't like this movie, I did like
0: this movie. Right, so if I could make one change to this movie, it would be with regards to the incubus ending. So...
1: But if you do that, if you do the whole, if you keep it like the incubus is kind of real, it would kind of turn into. Uh, it would be a different movie. It would entirely. turn to it would no it would kind of turn to like a cosmic horror movie, which is kind of cool. Yeah. I would like that. Um, yeah, it would, it would basically be like Prime A twenty four fodder.
0: Kinda yeah yeah. <laughs> so, what I would do is, I would keep the movie in its entirety, the exact same, except for including the. There's only one difference I would really make, right? hmm And that is the very ending, that final scene. Move the narration.
1: All right, take the narration out. So, narration.
0: no, no, don't take the narration out. Start the narration when Martha has her head against the door and she's just fucking, like, mm-hmm. rim, like, just looking back on everything that's happened, right? Just recovering from all the shit she's been through, right? And then right at the end of the narration... Instead of a big fuck-off demon, instead of a fucking ghost coming back, all you need is a spider dropping down on top of her head.
1: Boop. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Freeze frame on that and then end it. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's what yeah. I would do. It keeps the majority of the film. I'm like, you don't need to change anything else. You don't need to change how anybody else acts throughout it. It's just that little hint that maybe some, some shit is actually going down here. Yeah. and maybe this isn't over, mm-hmm. you know? And, again, keeping that kind of... Not necessarily completely changing the genre from a slasher to a cosmic horror, but just having that little, oh, hold on a second, what could this possibly... Is this? Is it not? Kind of thing. And I think that would kind of raise this film up, at least for me, uh, in quality, quite a fair bit.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, uh, I like this movie for what it was. <laughs> I mean... It wasn't
0: the best thing. Right. I can't say that I would ever watch this film again. Oh, probably not. I'll say that. I don't think... I think once is enough. Yeah. Nor do I think I would really recommend it because there's so many films better than this that do some of the stuff that it's trying to do either better or at least in a more entertaining way. The only way I would... If you want a film that's more batshit and has a similar twist, Sleepaway Camp is absolutely batshit, insane. Some of the performances and line reads in there are mental like it is an endlessly entertaining movie with an ending that is fucking mad again <sighs> mad and has all sorts of implications to it yeah. if you want to go down the kind of cultist route I mean fucking Apostle uh, the Netflix yeah, movie starring Michael Sheen uh, again if we're going on down the more kind of uh, prestige horror route as it's known although I fucking hate that term Midsummer phenomenal movie of that nature. If you want to go down the whole idea of like the incubus and demon possession, which phenomenal movie that it deals Mm. with that sort of thing. Prince of Darkness we mentioned Mm. earlier, as well as In the Mouth of Madness for the cosmic side of things. It's, It's just the things that this film does well are really fucking good. It's
1: got a good atmosphere. But
0: they're done so much better elsewhere that I couldn't really in good conscience recommend this movie unless you've already seen those other films where it was done better. Right. Or you are just wanting to watch Wes Craven's shit and you want to familiarise yourself with them. Because again, similar to uh, Someone's Watching Me, there are a lot of elements of Nightmare on Elm Street that get a dry run in this film that make it really interesting to watch mm-hmm. from a historical perspective to see how Wes Craven got from there to here.
1: Yeah, I mean, if I, uh, I think the only way I would ever really watch this movie again is if I could find it for cheap somewhere. <laughs> yeah. But,
0: uh, but you know,
1: um, I, I had a good time with this. It's uh, probably not something I'll go back to regularly, but uh,
0: I can't see myself going back to it again full stop, to be uh, honest.
1: But it, for what it did, I, I, I appreciated it. Although, to be fair, right, um, I think I mentioned this to you. I think we mentioned it in this episode as well um the poster and the title and everything led me to believe this was going to be like a possession movie it wasn't that so i could say i was pleasantly surprised that it was a slasher movie which is kind of weird because slasher movies i've seen a lot of them so yeah yeah but i I enjoyed
0: it's a a fun genre it's a good genre
1: i enjoyed this for what it was would i recommend this something Eh, (laughs) maybe Uh, only if like uh, they've seen like the majority of like west craven's yeah,
0: yeah, and uh, just be like, "Yeah, well, we haven't seen this one." And yeah, here's something that's kind of weird and interesting that you might enjoy. Mm. Yeah, I could. Again, I I don't know that I would recommend it to anyone outside of that very specific audience, as we said, that have seen, that have already seen the majority of West Craven's work and want something a bit new, or they've already seen a lot of uh, films that do what this film is trying to do and do it, in my opinion, better. But yeah.
1: Mm. Yeah. Well, that was deadly blessing. <laughs> it certainly was, yes.
0: So uh, what do we have next week, Jacob?
1: Well, next week we are uh, continuing with uh, Wes Craven. A slight detour from his usual fare. Um,
0: we're going to be doing Swamp Thing. Yes, our first DC movie yeah. uh, of the podcast. And yeah, this is going to be... I, I know absolutely nothing about this movie. I know a little bit about Swamp Thing as a character... Having read like and some I books that he's in, don't think
1: any of that's gonna come in handy for this being, movie. And being <laughs> somewhat,
0: and somewhat familiar with him through uh, his role in Justice Two, and so I kind of know a little bit about him. But like mm. other than that, but yeah, I don't think any of that's gonna come in handy for this movie. Yeah, I don't think any of this is anything <laughs> to do with the. I think they literally just took the title and the the character's name, and that's it. Like a little it elements just here up and there. In own direction.
1: A little elements here and there. I don't know. Maybe who knows? <laughs> Will we do DC movies as a whole in general? Probably. I, I mean, yeah, we're in the <laughs> process.
0: We're in the process of doing Marvel, for the sake of being—I don't want to say balanced, because that's some BBC bullshit. But uh, you know, it, it could be interesting. Could be fun to do DC stuff.
1: Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, Swamp Thing. Uh, yes, so be sure
0: be sure tune in next week yeah. for an episode on West and Swamp Thing. Thank you very much to listen on this week's episode on the 1981 film Deadly Blessing. I've oh, yeah. been Ben Niven. And
1: I've been Jacob Russell, boys.
0: Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week.
1: Subscribe to the Instagram. Like us on Instagram.